It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, community building in Milton Keynes to close after parking row. Teenager charged with murder of Merseyside police officer and Luton-born Nadia wins Great British Bake Off. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been claimed that a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. Make a difference, a social enterprise which runs the buzzy at the old bus station has previously been praised by David Cameron. More from Jessica Cooper. Make a Difference says there's been no consultation, no offer of alternative premises and no explanation of what the former bus station will be used for. It's run the buzzy for five years with much of its funding coming from money generated from its 250 space car park. Milton Keynes Development Partnership, owned by the council, says it periodically reviews leases on all of its properties and it'll be discussing with Make a Difference its future needs. A teenager has been charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside. The officer died while taking part in a police operation to stop a vehicle on Monday. More from Keith Doyle. Police say Clayton Williams, who's 18 and from Wallasey, was charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips and attempting to wound his colleague. He's also charged with burglary and the aggravated theft of a motor vehicle. Another man, 30-year-old Philip Stewart from Oxton, is charged with the aggravated theft of a motor vehicle and burglary. Both will appear at Wirral Magistrates Court in the morning. Three men and a woman are still being questioned on suspicion of assisting an offender. A Bedfordshire mum is campaigning for a pedestrian crossing to allow her deaf daughter to walk to school independently. At the moment, Catherine Code feels she has to help her 11-year-old daughter Eleanor cross a Pennine Way in Leighton Buzzard. Tony Fisher has more. Eleanor currently attends Gilbert Inglefield Academy and will go on to attend Van Dyke Upper, which is next door. Both schools require her to cross Apennine Way. Her mother, Catherine, has raised almost 500 signatures on a petition pleading for a crossing, not only for Eleanor, she says, but the hundreds of others who use the road. Central Bedfordshire Council say they'll be making improvements adjacent to the lower school, but that is not on the route to her school. Luton-born Nadia Hussain has won the BBC's Great British Bake Off. The 30-year-old, who attended Chorley High School and Luton Sixth Form College and now lives in Leeds, won last night's final with 14 million people expected to have tuned in. The winner of the 2015 Great British Bake Off is Nadia. We've known this for months and it's been one of the toughest secrets that I've ever had to keep. Um, I have quite literally become a compulsive liar now. In sports, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing 2-1 attempt at Dagenham and the British Masters golf returns to Woburn today for the first time since 2002. The weather, a mix of cloud and sunny spells with a chance of a shower this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh, I'm trying to be cleverer than I am. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Here we go. If I press this and this and this and this. There we go, we're in. Curse you, Nick Cave. Nick Cave on BBC Local Radio. You're having a laugh. I was just a boy when I sat down and watched the news on TV. I saw some ordinary slaughter. I saw some routine atrocity. My father said, don't look away, you gotta be strong, you gotta be bold now. He said that in the end it is beauty that is gonna save the world now. 
has not even started yet kids it doesn't start till I press this button mark number one 
Now we're started. Across beds, parts and bugs. This is Guggen Garawal oh. on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Kath. Yeah. It seems Milton Keynes Council would rather have a car park than a community building. That's the conclusion the Make a Difference social enterprise has come to after being given notice to leave the converted bus station known as... How do I say this? The Buzzy. The? The Buzzy. Eh? The Buzzy. The group helped... It's spelled B-U-S-Z-Y. Because it used to be a bus station. Hey, then what's the Z-Y? The group helps hundreds of people in the area and was praised by the Prime Minister as an example of his big society idea. Yeah. Catherine's got more on this. What is the Buzzy? It was built in the 1980s as a bus station, but over the years it's been a nightclub and most recently this community building. It's owned by Milton Keynes Development Partnership, which is part of the council. Um, five years ago, a social enterprise called Make a Difference took the building on and it secured half a million pounds worth of investments to turn the building around. Um, and in just the last year, it's been given grade two listed status. Now, MAD, MAD, I'm guessing they call it MAD, works with various groups in the area creating volunteering opportunities, jobs and training for people excluded from school. It offers hot meals to people at risk of food poverty. So in 2011, it won David Cameron's Big Society Award, you know, because it fills a gap that the, uh, yeah. the local council can't do anymore. He himself visited the building and said it was projects like theirs that made him more determined to deliver this Big Society idea. I'm hearing a buzzing. I don't know if it's my phone that's making that... Can you hear that buzzing? It's not the phone. No, it's the... Uh, sounds like a monitor or something. Is it the fan? Hang on a minute. Sorry, it's really... Yeah. God, that fan's noisy. That silent fan, eh? That was only on a two as well. All right, fine. Sorry. OK. Uh, so why is it closing? Tell me why it's closing. Make a difference, run the building, and they say they don't really know. They said they were served notice in August and told to come up with a proposal um, to keep the building. At the moment, they pay rent and running costs, which are over £100,000 every year. They also have this 250-space car park just opposite the train station. Yeah. So charging for parking makes up about 70% of their income. It Here allows them to keep going. Here okay. We go. yeah. Now, MAD say they offered to pay the commercial rate of rent on the car park or raise enough money to buy the whole site but these proposals weren't taking taken up so mad were told they could keep the building until january but they'll lose the car park from november of course that's 70 percent of their income gone it means they'll lose a lot of money yep. and that's money they rely on to keep run, running uh, they told us they're still in shock about the way it's been handled they don't feel like they've been consulted and if anything they think this is all about getting hold of their car park but milton Keynes development partnership owned by the council said it's a key part of their responsibility to periodically review leases on all their properties and assess the options and opportunities going forward in order to act in the best interest of Milton Keynes as a whole. Milton Keynes Council and MKDP has confirmed it will discuss with Make a Difference its future needs and oh. the contribution it makes to the residents of Milton Keynes. So there may be some hope there. A draft parking document from Milton Keynes Council shows 40 extra decked spaces are earmarked for the car park. OK, so what happens now? Community groups using that building will have to stop next month. At the same time, the control of the car park is handed over because they just can't afford to keep going. Uh, weddings and Christmas parties and other prepaid events will be honoured. The building set to close on the 8th of January. Now, instead of working with the hundreds of people they've done uh, in, in, the, uh, in previous times, Make a Difference says that they, in future they'll be able to manage about 20 or 30 people at a time. Um, MAD employs 10 full-time staff, nine of which have been made redundant. They say they've been given no explanation of what that building will be used for, no offer of alternative pre premises, no consultation. OK, well, in the next hour, we'll speak to the chief executive of Make a Difference, uh, who are having to drastically scale back their community work. Thank you very much indeed. I did promise we'd have some kiss, and here it is.
Wowzers. M- muddy production there, but that's Kiss. It's time for me to reevaluate. Not now. But reevaluate my relationship with uh, with Kiss. I think uh, I, um, I I got into them and I got off them and then I got into them and uh, I I don't know. Maybe your views on Kiss? Silly. Oh, oh, in that case, I'm going to like them. In, I'm going to like them even more. <laughs> hey, do you remember when Taylor, Taylor Swift was country? Yeah, briefly. She was country, wasn't mm, she? To start with, yeah. And then she became skin pop, skinny pop, skinny pop, skinny pop, skinny pop, lipstick pop. Lips- very lipsticky, isn't she? Speaking of skin pop, what happened to skin? Come on, you no, know skin. Know. No, no, no. That's the fan making that noise. It's only on a two. Remember skin? She was in that band. Oh, from Skunk and Ancy. Skin from Skunk and Ancy. What happened to her? I don't know. She probably grew her hair. No one recognised her anymore. Ah, oh, that'll do it. Oh, no, hang on. That's the, that's the start of the show. Hang on, that's wow. the start of the show. I've got to go through these. That's that, that's that. This is what we want. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy already on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Elsewhere on the motorways, though, it's moving well through the roadworks as well on the M1 in both directions between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable. There's a lane closed each way while they go on, so it could get busy later on. In Wilderstown on the A41, there's some temporary traffic lights on the high street in the junction for Baker Street, so that could also get busy. And in St Albans on the North Orbiter Road, it's expect queues in both directions between the Park Street roundabouts and the London Coney roundabout. On um, the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. 6.16 on the button. It is uh, Thursday, the 8th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's being claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. An 18-year-old has been charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside, and Luton-born Nadia Hussain did cook like something really nice and won a prize. Lord Sugar will see you now. Call yourself candidates. It's sink or swim here, and I don't do armbands. 18 candidates, 12 tough weeks. This is going to be the toughest apprentice yet. It's down to business with The Apprentice. Oi, call yourself a voiceover. Anyone can do that. Oh, You're... no, no, I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm not, I'm not, as I've said... I'm when... surprised that went so long. A flipping heck. When, when Alan Sugar decides to advertise this show on The Apprentice, then we'll advertise The Apprentice on this show. But then also, he did that thing they do in lazy radio adverts. Lazy radio adverts, right? Commercial radio, obviously. Mm-hmm. It'll always be a, if you buy this, then you'll get three of these for free. Yeah, could you try that again, please? So the scenario is, you're in um, a recording studio and there's someone through the glass directing it. That's what they call meta, right? Right, yeah. But the only... Uh, I know what that's like, because I've done that job. But, like, 99.9% of the people won't won't get the reference. They won't know... They won't get, but there was a wow. This deal is so yeah. Could you do it again, but without the wow, please? It's just late, and that's what Sugar's doing there. Although, if they were to pay you enough, you'd do it, wouldn't you? Oh, I would. I mean, I'd, All I'd, day uh, long. I'd uh, pick, um, and we're gonna have something from Rubber Soul. Pick a number between one and I don't know, 15. I don't know how many songs uh, are on there. 12. Oh, one, two, three. Oh, no, I, I think this is in the wrong order. Hang on. Hang oh, on. well, what's the point in this? No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, go on then. It's been a long time Now I'm Coming back home I've been away now Oh how I've been alone
heart breaks, don't wait, turn me away. And if your heart's strong, hold on, I won't delay. Wait till I come back to your side. We'll forget the tears we cried. I feel as though you ought to know that I've been good, as good as I can be. And if you do, In a long time, now I'm coming back home. I've been away now, oh how I've been alone. Wait till I come back to your side. We'll forget the tears we cried. I feel as though you ought to know that I've been good, as good as I can be. And if you do. Okay. So I was recording. I was I was um, 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 distracting the children yesterday with the uh, with the old computer, and um, oh, where is it now? Where is it? Hang on. Bear, bear with me. Bear with me, Justin. Bear with mm, me. Mm. So ah right. So I was, my my youngest. I um, I played him. Oh, where did I put it? I think I filed it under Dave. Hang on a second. <laughs> Dave Lewison, by the chance. Yeah. Oh, is there anyway. any other? No. Yeah. Oh, where on earth is it? I've, I've got this. Up. I need to tidy all of these up again. Maybe it's under music. Hang on. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. I might have a slot for Dave coming up this weekend, actually. Well, well that's the rumour that's going around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I played... Um, oh, I don't know where on earth it is. So I played this. So... <laughs> That was it. So I played that to yeah. um, my, my youngest, okay? And he's going, I want to record it. I want to record it. So, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is my three-year-old doing um, that. Let's take Dave. one. Let's take one, then he sees better. Well, it's well, better than Dave. Then listen to take two, because take two, he'd heard Dave's. This is my But then, then I played him. I like the mushy peas. Right. So he comes up with this. I like to butcher, please. I like to butcher, please. I like to butcher, please. 
That's a bit uh, chilling. Hey, hang on a second. Don't be so silly, Kath. Right. <laughs> Watch it. Owned. Watch it, OK? We've got you covered. You can play that game. We've got you covered. My, the, the last one. So I played him this. It's disgusting. And he came up with this. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So just, it's disgusting. Right, steady on, fella. Calm down. So we've, we've got that. Have you um, got his repeat button clicked or no, something? That's, he, he, would, <laughs> he would not do it just the once. He wouldn't do it just the once. Dealey. Oh, that is good. That is really good. It's, it's all right, isn't it? Um, um, how are you feeling this morning? You good? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm still vaping this morning, but I have to you. say, you know, first thing in the morning, boss, the, the nicotine, it's just, it's, it's hitting me hard. It's yep. really hitting me hard, boss, yep. but I'm going to fight through it, you know? It goes. It goes. It passes. No, no, it doesn't. It, it, it passes. Trust I, I, me, it passes. I, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there before. It never no, went. This time's going to be different because this time you are building towards a clean future. Yeah, maybe. Clean like in some areas, you can mm. still be you, know, you can still be mucky in other areas. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. I, I will I will continue to do that. Good. Now, on to slightly more serious issues. A Bedfordshire woman is campaigning for a pedestrian crossing to allow her deaf daughter to walk to school independently. At the moment, Catherine Code has to help her 11-year-old daughter, Eleanor, over Appenine Way in Leighton Buzzard each morning and evening. She's raised almost 500 signatures on the petitioning website change.org. Justin, what does her petition say? Uh, it basically says that um, my daughter deals with her hearing loss every single day without complaint, as she's done for all of her life whilst growing up, and now she is striving for more independence. So uh, they're talking about this busy road. They're saying that she has to cross a busy road every single day to reach school, and there's no help there to cross. Um, Catherine also says, how many middle school children want their parent helping them over the road? Not many. Uh, you may hear the car coming, but she may not. Uh, the road we're talking about, Appenine Way and Leighton Buzzard, does not have a single crossing, despite the road being on a, a busy housing estate there. So she's hoping that a crossing will be put into, into play there. She goes on to say, please help me get a crossing for not only my child, but the hundreds that use this road every single day. Uh, her daughter currently attends the Gilbert Inglefield Academy and will then go on to attend Van Dyke Upper, which is next door. So it's on the same road and she desperately wants this crossing for her daughter. I don't know the road, Justin. Is it dangerous? Well, I mean, five years ago, residents did petition Central Bedfordshire Council for a crossing point there. No pedestrian crossing was built, but a raised crossing point was put in just south of the junction of North Star Drive with Appenine Way. Uh, the petition as well did also ask for a road safety review to be carried out on the western side of that road from Hotcliffe, uh, which is close to where Catherine lives with her daughter. The council did say at the time the raised crossing point was not directly in response to the petition, and that was already programmed anyway. So no success so far then in getting the crossing put in? No, uh, and, and that's what she wants for her daughter because she feels like you know she wants independence. She doesn't want her daughter to be walking to school with her. She wants her to go about living her life normally. Okay, um, and um, uh, Andrew Salou is on the case as well, isn't he? We're going to talk he to him is, later I mean, in the programme, I think. He's going to be talking to you later on about this, uh, local MP Andrew Salou. Um, he's uh, contacted Central Beds Council, trying to get the support of the town council as well. But with any of these things, boss, it all comes down to money. And uh, that, that's the major issue, really, trying to find the funds to put this crossing in. A Central come Bedfordshire on, guys, Council... Come put crossing <laughs> in. Come, no, seriously, come it's, on, put well, crossing it's, in. It's, it's like here in Dunstable. You know, a lot of people, particularly... 
petitioned and campaigned for a long, long time here on Court Drive. Yeah. Eventually, it was put in. Yeah. Uh, the council locally say, we will be making some improvements adjacent to the school in Apennine Way later this year in order to improve safety for pupils and the road there. Uh, the trouble is, that does not help, as this is the wrong direction for Catherine's daughter and the walk to school. Well, come on. It's disgusting. It really is. Just put a crossing in. Just put a crossing in. Do you know what I mean? Come on, guys. Daily, mm. the papers, listen to this. Yeah. Very, very dry again today. I don't know what's going on. But the one story that's, that's kind of um, piqued my interest, and that's piqued, mm. spelled, I think, P-I-C-Q-U-E-D. There's definitely a Q in there. Okay. Uh, Rod's favourite track. Are you a fan of Rod Stewart? I think Rod Stewart is a legend. I respect him. Come on, anybody who's been in the business for that long, you've got to respect him. What, anyone? Well, yeah. yeah Bruce absolutely. Forsyth? Yes, I respect him. Wowzers, OK. Uh, I heard um, Rod's... I guess it's Rod's new single on the JVS show yesterday. Mm. Oh, it's a stinker. How old is he? He's 70. Yeah. And he's singing He's singing like like he's a 14-year-old. He's singing to his kid, isn't he? It's to his youngest child. Oh, it makes me want to puke. It's one of those. It's, it's, it's an awful, mm -hmm. awful record. It's a shame, because JVS's Consumer Hour yesterday was a classic. Did you hear the woman with the sofa? No, I didn't hear oh, it. Oh, it was good. It's, it's good. It's a good one, right? This woman bought a sofa... She ordered it on the phone, like a numpty, and the, uh, she said, well, they've sent me the wrong sofa, right? I wanted it with the uh, arm on the right-hand side longer than the arm on the left, so it fits in. So the arm on the right would be two foot, and the arm on the right on the, the, the arm on the right would be two foot, the arm on the left would be one foot. They've sent it the other way round. The arm on the left is two foot, the arm on the right is one foot. And she, he says, well, how did it... Well, I ordered it on the phone, and the woman just took the order the wrong way round. <laughs> she had the recording oh, of dear. that phone <gasps> conversation. The woman didn't take the order the wrong way around. The woman said several times, right, so as you look at it, you want it, the um, the right-hand side to be two foot long and the left-hand side to be... Now, when you say... Yeah, hang on, let me get my fair... Dave, as we look at it... And her argument was, what she meant by as we look at it is, as you're sitting, sitting on it, it looking no. at the telly. No. And she's going, oh, I wish, I wish that woman had made it clearer. I wish she made it clearer. She made it really clear. <laughs> Anyway, 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 the Rod Stewart track ruined that vibe there. Anyway, <laughs> so Rod Stewart has admitted he's uh, so attached to his model trains, he even books a separate hotel room on tour to set them up. Oh, gosh. Rod, 70, uh, and a dirty old man. <laughs> he's a dirty old man. Has a train set at home bigger than a tennis court, but also has extra kit that goes everywhere with him. He revealed, when I'm on the road in hotel rooms, like the Ritz Carlton in New York, they clear out a room for me. That's not a bad impression. No, yeah. <laughs> Just the American accent that spoilt it. It's, it, it. Justin, I'm going to give you an option here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Option, please. Yes, option on. number one, sad yeah. hobbies. Option yes. number two, is Rod Stewart a bit of a loser and way past his prime? Oh. <laughs> Choice is yours, Justin. <laughs> um, what, what, what's your preference? Your name's above the door. Uh, Kath, your, your name's above my name above the door. I think we'll get more on um, Rod, Rock God, or... Silly old sod. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. No, we can't. And we didn't say that, but you, along that vibe. Justin, we'll speak to you later. <laughs> OK, cheers, Thank bye. You. Bye. Cheers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
The M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And in Easton on the North Circular Road where it meets the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover, it's looking very busy too on the speed sensors. It's quiet elsewhere though in High Wycombe on Marlow Hill. It's okay through the roadworks at the moment at Dawes Hill Lane but expects it delays later on at John Hampton School where the roadworks are. And in East Hyde on London Road, there's some temporary traffic lights at the junction for Newlands Road. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. It's been claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. Make a difference, a social enterprise which runs the buzzy at the old bus station has previously been praised by David Cameron. An 18-year-old has been charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside. The officer died while taking part in a police operation to stop a vehicle on Monday. And Luton-born Nadia Hussain has won the BBC's Great British Bake Off. The 30-year-old, who attended Chorley High School and Luton Sixth Form College and now lives in Leeds, won last night's final. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing 2-1 at home to Dagenham. A late penalty from Ben Kennedy was only a consolation as Stevenage joined Luton and Wickham in exiting the tournament. Here's manager Teddy Sheringham. A bit of a habit, isn't it, this coming out and saying uh, not quite good enough. We are struggling a little bit as a team. You know, we played some nice stuff. We, we need to do better all over the pitch. It's as simple as that, you know. It's, uh, it's tough going at the moment. The latest round of European Championship qualifiers start tonight. Northern Ireland will qualify if they beat Greece in Belfast, with Watford's Craig Cathcart set to start in defence. Scotland host Poland needing a win to stay in playoff contention, but Watford's Akechi Anya is ruled out with injury. The Republic of Ireland hosts Germany. And Milton Keynes-Dons lone striker Sam Gallagher scored on his debut for England under-20s. The British Masters Golf returns to the European Tour today following a seven-year absence and it's back at Woburn for the first time since 2002. Over the next four years, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Luke Donald and Justin Rose will take turns in hosting the tournament at a course of their choice. Poulter says he's delighted to have the tournament return to his home club. The British Masters has had so many tournaments through the years at Woburn Golf Club and I, for one, can remember 91 when Seve won. I was here watching and um, you know I was one of those excited kids you know, I went up to Seve afterwards to Canabi Golf Ball and, you know, it's still in my trophy cabinet today. So because of that, because of the memories that I have watching so many greats play around this great golf course or three great golf courses, you know, it's amazing to know that we've been able to bring it back and obviously the first ones at Woburn. And in ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning beat Manchester 6-4 in the English Premier League last night. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at 7. Computers, not. I'm so sorry. So I'm trying to be slick, and then there we go. Here it comes.
Play a Turtles stroke Flo and Eddie track every week that Mark Volman of the Turtles, indeed, I think he's Flo of the Eddie, Flo and Eddie, I always get confused because it's not their real names, uh, every week he's having chemo and that, boy oh boy, what a, what a joy that is to play uh, Rebecca. 03459 455, 555 is the telephone number. Rod Stewart's one of those people that I've never really, I've never really got. I quite like some of the um, faces stuff, some of it, but... I can't think of one decent um, solo song that he's done. Oh, no, I can, actually. Will I see you tonight on a downtown train every time you say the same thing to me? <laughs> wow. I like that one. I can't think of any other... Um... Don't you like, if you want my bird, no, if I... you think I'm dead. No, I don't. <laughs> it was the fan making that noise, guys. It was the fan. I don't... No, I that don't... was me. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I never got Rod Stewart. I saw him once in Selfridges. It was like a hot, tall... I say hot. Okay. It was a tall, beefy woman. Oh. And a midget. In a long coat, and I did a double take, and it was his wife and him. Well, his current wife. His or current a... wife. She's beefy. Is she? She's beefy. She's... No, yeah. don't say beefy. Say sturdy. It's it's beef. It's primarily beef. Oh wow. I mean, she, do you know what I mean? Stocky, chunky, solid. So she's solid. She is solid. As is their relationship. Oh uh, three four five nine four double five five double five. Um, we've got um, 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 uh, Danny's in th- today. Hey, How you doing? I'm right now. You're echoing. Oh, hold on. That's okay, don't worry. He's got his speaker up loud. He's got his speaker up, Danny, Danny uh, 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 Warbucks. Absolutely nothing in the papers. Have you found, found anything? found a few bits and bobs, okay, yeah. Okay, go. Or what is it? Bip, bips and bobs. Bips and bobs? Bip, bips and bobs. Bip, bips and bobs. I found some of those. It's not bits and bobs, it's bips and bobs. 
Bips and bobs. So please modify your lexicon. Modify your language, guys, when talking to a lady. <laughs> Less than 0.1% of the population of Cornwall claim to speak Cornish as their first language. Nevertheless, the county council, according to the Daily Mail, um, is set to order its staff to learn key phrases and greetings just in case a native speaker calls in. Oh, right, there are 557 native speakers of Cornish in Cornwall, and yet this is what's going on apparently. The move was announced as part of a drive to widen the reach of Cornish and comply with EU rules on minority languages. From April next year, the council proposes to deliver basic training in key phrases oh. and greetings for reception staff, while call centre staff will be encouraged to use basic Cornish greetings. Would you like to hear some basic Cornish greetings? I suppose so, yes. They're very arrogant, the Kernos, aren't they? <laughs> they, they, they well, the, the hardcore Kernos, they, you, you go down that way and they have, um, there's a Cornish flag, they have a little yeah. bumper sticker, yeah. and um, um, uh, uh, independence for Kerno. But, you know, it's a sign of, of, of insecurity, and, and I'm not saying that with any sort of judgement on it, but it's because they are dying out, so they're trying to fight back. You get the same in other places too. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, if you want to find out, uh, is my public toilet closing? Aradregio Privet, how public? Oh, public sounds like public. You see, everyone? It's a crossover. Um, and is there a library near me? Us livery, oh my god. Hang on a minute. If there is a library near them, they're not going to have books in Kerno. They're not. They're going to have to deal with that. I think they're going to have to deal with that. Uh, other proposed measures include council officers being provided with a translation of their job title to sign off their emails. Wow. While any wow. letter received in Cornish will receive a reply in the native tongue. I mean... You know, you know, you know, um, um, you know what's done this? Someone has gone, well, uh, what's a Cornish accent? Piratey, isn't it? Well, or that's it. That well, you, they got all these Bangladeshis over here in their Bangladeshi language. I want the Colonel language. The EU. This is to protect oh. people like the Basque, no, the no, Catalan. No, this is, no, the, no, this no. is what it's about. All these di- let, let's list the dying languages, shall we? Kerno. Welsh. Welsh. Uh, Greek is a dying language. Less and less people are learning Greek. You go to Greece, no one speaks Greek. I mean, they, that's not actually they true. They all speak Greek to start with, right? Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, they, Greek is a dying language. Mm-hmm. No one's learning Greek outside of uh, Greece. Um, French Canadian, Canadian French. Occitan. Beg your pardon. Yeah, they speak that Isn't down that in the spots? south of no. That's Occitan. Okay, thank you. Occitan in the uh, south of France yep. and uh, north of Spain. Uh, you've got Basque, you've got Catalan. I forgot we were talking to a linguist. Well, you've also got various kind of other dialects in different, you know, parts of Spain, for example. They'll have different dialects too. So it's a, it's a hornet's nest. Someone uh, on uh, Twitter, Scott, has said that there is a really good um, Rod Stewart song. Oh, I don't believe What's it. What's made Milwaukee famous has made a loser out of me. Now, I've just purchased it for 99 pence. Is he talking about Richie Cunningham? No, isn't Milwaukee famous for beer? Cheese. Well, okay, it's either beer, cheese, or happy days. Which one of those do we think it's going to be? Do we need to choose? Can I just just check one thing? D- Danny Warbucks, who works with us, he's a very young guy. Mm. Do you know who the Fonz is? Yeah, he's the guy from Happy Days. Okay, do an impression of him. Hey. Oh, fair play. Okay, all right, fair Enduring play. Enduring appeal. All right, what was um? If something went wrong in Mork and Mindy, what would Mork say? Oh no. Makes me want to puke. Really, just just does make me want to puke. Let's have some of this. Oh, hang on a minute. I've paid 99 pence for a slow country ballad. Oh, it's one of these. Flipping. Oh, he's going to do this. Oh, blimey. It's not, I feel it's like not, I've heard this It's one. not a great start. Every time I start to 
No, I'm not, that's 99 pence. I'll have back Scott. Take that off the money that um, I owe you. Thanks very much. Outrageously dull. Speaking of... Well, speaking of old men past their prime, so uh, Tom Jones has got um, his autobiography out, and in it, he says that his um, his wife's a little bit uh, a little bit dull, and she's kind of lost her spark. Well, he's famous for uh, uh, having many, many affairs, many affairs with Wendell, all girls you'd love to have gone Wendell, wouldn't you? But he also talks his... about it all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then there's so loads of people come out and said, oh, "Tom Jones, you're a horrible old misogynist," and he's come back saying, "I respect ladies. I hear blokes breaking wind in front of them." Well, that's not that's not respecting. Ladies, necessarily, just because a bloke drops his guts in front of all... Hey, stop! That's disgusting! I'm off to have an affair behind my wife's back. Well, no, not even behind her back. It was supposed to be a grand comeback. A new album and autobiography. Instead, Sir Tom Jones's week has been dogged by claims he's a sexist in light of comments he made about his wife, Linda. Today, he sets the record straight oh, in an exclusive interview with The Sun, saying his long-suffering wife of 58 years is the love of his life and insisting, I respect the ladies, particularly the ones with really nice knockers. <laughs> Singing legend Tom, 75, was branded a chauvinist this week after saying Linda has lost her spark. The sex bomb star told how he still loved Linda, who he has confessed to cheating on hundreds of times. Even though... Hang on. Who he has confessed to, to cheating on hundreds of times, even though she doesn't look like she did. Hang on a minute, this sentence makes no sense. There needs to be a full stop. The sex bomb star told how he still loved Linda, oh. who he has confessed to cheating on hundreds C of times. Comma. Even though she doesn't look how she did. No, even though... She, oh, I see, I see, right. And revealing her long battle with depression, he described how she had become a recluse who was happy being in there. Well, I mean, it's just a... It, it is. Poor old Linda just keeping her head down. She, well, I think she if she'd done though. that more often, he'd have been happier. I don't know. Oh, no, that's not fair. No, because uh, I, I, he, he is, you know, he's he's a player, and it's, it's he's come out with... He's from a different generation. Yeah. My but so is she. I mean, the whole like it or lump it thing is is uh, an old-fashioned notion, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, I suppose so. 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us... Uh, a call. Should we play? Um, let's play. Let's play a little. Uh, unless you've got something you want to say. Uh, if you want to remember something, all you have to do is say it out loud. Apparently. Oh, go on then. Yeah, it may get you a few funny looks, but if you really want to remember something, oh. you should say it to yourself out loud. A study has found a study of the flipping obvious. Researchers mm -hmm. discovered that those who talk to themselves or others may have better memories than those who think in silence. The findings could potentially help everyone, from pupils revising for exams to people simply trying to remember to do something. In the study, the Canadian researchers told 44 participants, that's not a massive study, is it really, 44, uh, to read words from a screen. One group was instructed to read the words in their heads, another to read silently but to move their lips, a third to repeat the words aloud by looking at the screen. The final group to repeat aloud to somebody else. Guess what? The ones who said it out loud remembered stuff. I've been thinking a lot about my failure um, not in my career. That's I'm not. I'm going to consider that later on. But my failure in my exams, my GCSEs, they were they were all right. And my, my uh, abject failure in the levels, I've worked out what it was. Uh, this is a genuine revelation. Okay, mm -hmm. I didn't do any work. Definitely I didn't do any work whatsoever until like um, uh, until like the week leading up to all the right. exams, and yeah. I made revision cards. But then we had Too a late. we had a new CD player. We had our first CD player, and it had five CDs in it. So I spent most time, more time, working out what the five CDs I would put in while I was revising, and then setting them on shuffle. And I, that was that was my A-level revision. Cramming. Yeah. Cramming. See, I did it the other way around. I used to work all year, and then I'd chill out coming up to the exam, because it was just a matter of showing off. But you were a massive bum lick at school, weren't you? Wasn't a massive, wasn't a massive bum lick, but I just got it. <laughs> wasn't a massive bum lick at all. So how did you become a head girl? 
popular vote. <laughs> Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And, and also on the approach to there on the A5, the High Street South in Dunstable is looking busy between the Half Moon Lane and Dunstable Road. And it's busy too on the A1M southbound at Junction 7 for Stevenage. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's building up between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. It's also looking slow around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout in Brickettwood. And looking at the terrain departure boards, there's no major delay showing up there at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, 6.46, it's uh, Thursday the 8th of October, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's being claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. An 18-year-old has been charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside, and Luton-born Nadia Hussain has won BBC's Great British Bake Off, and we're so proud of her. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Ian, I was I was waiting to watch that tonight on Catch Up. Oh, Never mind. Have we done, oh, no, 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 no. Have we spoiled it? Yeah. Yes, you have. Well, OK, here's the... Okay, the thing is, right, everyone's on Catch Up these days, so you're going to spoil it for somebody. This no, is the... This is me. Well, it's, it's and, on... And me, It's on honest. the front... Well, I've not spoiled it for you. It's rubbish. Uh, uh, no, gen- it's good. Genuine apologies. Genuine apologies. I just read what's written, written in front of me, Elizabeth. I'm, okay. I am a paid monkey. Right. Well, um, well done. Nadia, anyway. Well, I, 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 um, how do we get? Well, okay, we can't. It's like I can't it's like, know it now. It's like the end of season five of Lost, and my friend sent me a text saying, "I can't believe Locke is in the box," and I hadn't seen it, and it can, and I tried to forget that information. I could never forget that Locke was in the box. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, what do we do for other boys and girls listening? Do we just not mention it? Um, it's not men- I'm yes. not mentioning it. What, what's the deadline? Okay. I mean, do we leave it till next week? I mean, yeah. How long? I'm not going to see it till the weekend. You know that Rosebud is a sledge, don't you? I mean, how long do how long do we leave it? That he's, he's maybe he's, you should give a warning. Say, I'm about to say who won the British Bake Off. Okay, I'm about to and say then, that and Bruce. Then say, now. Like I'm about they do to with say, the sports. I'm about know, to say that Bruce Willis is a ghost. Oh, <gasps> well, there you go. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not going to mention it anymore because it's boring. Should we do the weather? Yes, let's do the weather. The weather's never boring. Um, Well, very different to how it was yesterday. It was sort of mild and wet over the last few days, wasn't it? But today we're back to that crisp blue sky, lots of sunshine sort of stuff. But it's a very chilly start. You probably already noticed. We've seen temperatures dip right back down mid-single figures overnight. Uh, Lots of sunshine around this morning. We should stay dry all day, just a small chance of one or two isolated showers. Highs of around 16 or 17 Celsius. It's going to stay dry and settled for the next few days. A very chilly night tonight. Possibly some mist and fog issues into tomorrow, but other than that dry with lots of sunshine around a chilly easterly breeze though developing over the weekend there we go very simple today trying to work out a Fleetwood Mac song sorry Elizabeth we missed all of that do you know it no oh Try, try again, Kath. Maybe I'm a ma 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 na 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 ma 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 ma. I know you so much. Something. Something. I know you. Do you know it? No. Thanks very much for your yeah. Thank you. In a recent survey, we asked 47 people who they'd most like to wake up with. The man from Hello Hello. If I could wake up anyone, it would be. 
Kylie Minogue. I'd really like to wake up next to my wife. SpongeBob SquarePants. There was one name missing off that list. Justin Dealey. Justin Dealey. I'll be here every Saturday morning with the latest news, the best music, and you. Justin Dealey. I thought his name was Adrian. Saturday mornings from six. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, is it a Stevie Nicks solo song? I didn't think so. Then I do things so myself. What song is that, guys? Where are the listeners when you need them? Maybe uh, that one. If I if I do say so myself, he said. No, you so much better than. uh, It's it's rooms on. It's it's a Stephen Nick solo, and I've not got that. What? I'm afraid. Sorry, boss. How do I know that? Well, I don't know, mate, but I haven't got it. Um, All right, okay. Just pick a Fleetwood Mac song that is. is, uh, Otherwise, I'm going to pick um um um, Um, big love. Put that on then. What, are you happy with that? Moderately, yeah. Well, which one do you want for crying out loud? Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Idiot.
We're just saying that uh, we think uh, Brian Blessed is a massive liar. <laughs> well, do this. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, you know, but, but, but God bless Brian Blessed and uh, all who sail in his beard. Do the who's story. The Jean, who is? Uh... Who's the gendarme? They're the French. No, police, no, Jean Luc Picard. I think it was him. Alistair Stewart. No, Alistair McLean. Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yes. They're. I think it's him, or it might be Gandalf. Yeah. So interchange those in your imagination while I'm telling this story. Okay, yeah. But um, an old colleague of ours, Piercy, God rest his soul, um, once interviewed um, Brian Blessed. Yeah. And he went to the same school as one of those people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to say Gandalf now. Yeah, it was Gandalf. Yeah, it was I Gandalf. Think. And he said no, that. No, it, Pat- it was Patrick Stewart. It was either or. Yeah, yeah, It might have been both. Yeah. Let's put all three of them in the yeah, room. Yeah, go on then. So they're all sitting there. <laughs> or only two of them. Yeah. And apparently, at one point, Brian Blessed turned to the other fellow and went, "Let us be actors." <laughs> and they're about thirteen. <laughs> he I can l- say anything now, though, can't I he? I like Brian Blessed, and he's bonkers. Okay, but he's there's there's one note, isn't there, to his acting? He's not a very good actor, is he? <laughs> he's good at being Brian Blessed. Gordon's alive. That's it. Gordon's alive. Has he done ever done anything? I mean, on screen, I'm sure off screen he, he does it all the time, but something tender and maybe understated. I'm sure he's... he's or is made... it always, Oh! I'm going to make love to you! Brace <laughs> yourself, darling! <laughs> Once I finish this Ginsters. <laughs> um, yeah, so what's the story that is, is supposedly... Brian Blessed delivered a terrifying... I mean, you would be. Can you imagine? Push! <laughs> Push that baby out, woman! <laughs> this is in the time, so it must be true. Brian Blessed delivered a terrified woman's baby in a park, bit through the umbilical cord and licked the child's face clean. I do not believe now, that. The, that the is... biting of the umbilical cord, I'm kind of... Although, if you've ever touched an um- umbilical cord, <laughs> it's very, very stretchy. Rubbery. It's... it's well, thank you very much. It is... Um, uh, it is... It is it's like it's like um, uh, uh, those rubber tubes you get in laboratories. It really is an amazing texture. Oh, God, I, I know you, what you know, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never touched mine. I it, just... It's it's an amazing. Te- so I, I, I bit it. Yeah, maybe. Well, you'd have to give it a right nibble, wouldn't you? Here's a question. Why who why is it called the navel? Is it to do? Is it to do? I'm going to ask it. Is it to do with the navy? Uh, why is it called the navel? I don't know. It's the only bit of the body that's man-made. No. Yes. I'm going to say no. I reckon, because it, it drops off anyway, I reckon you'll always have a, a belly button whether they snip it or not. No, 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 no. Okay, but even if they... But it's not the snipping I'm talking about, it's the tying. Mm. So what do we do in the olden days? Just not tie it and people would just have like... Some, a, oh, listen to this. Oh. Right, I saw this documentary once, not Ooh. on YouTube, on the actual telly. Wowzers, a real one. And women who leave it on. They leave it on. What do you mean? And they carry it round in a bag. Right, they salt it and they put like rosemary on it. It's a bit like a Nigella Lawson preparation. What do you mean they leave it on the baby or, or them? On the baby. I mean, you wouldn't be able to walk around with that. Okay. But they do. So it's 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 coming out of the baby like a like a lead like a, and uh, and and um they put it in a bag, and they uh, with the uh, placenta attached. Oh sweet lord. And they salt it all up and they wait <sighs> for it to drop off by itself because they say there's still essential nutrients in there that you're missing out on if you snip it. People I mean, disgust me. Yeah, they are weird. But if you didn't, if, if you didn't cut it off, right, and you just left it hanging there, could you blow in it? And would it go into... <laughs> would it inflate? Could you inflate a baby? <laughs> if anyone's having a baby today and you, you want to try it, this is my favourite story of the day. You are right, Danny? Yeah, good. Okay. Enjoying you... it. <laughs> could you say it convincingly? <laughs> Enjoying it. I wish oh, I would get nice. offered £350,000 to join ITV like Robert Pester. Never mind. Poo- well, re- read some books. Poopick Lout Hunt. This is a great... This is a, This is the story du jour. A horrible... Well, I mean, it's a horrible story, but it's... Uh, we've. I, 
People express their horror in a very different way these days, don't they? A horrified schoolgirl caught a man... And this I'm reading this as it's written in The Sun, OK? Page 31. A horrified schoolgirl caught a man pooing in a cemetery. <laughs> Millie Ings, 15, and her family were visiting relatives' graves when she spotted him crouching next to a hedge. Oh, Lord. She said, I was disgusted. There's no excuse for what he's done, especially when there's a toilet two minutes away. And she was so disgusted, her reaction was... To take a photograph of it. Cops in Southampton are investigating after Millie snapped the culprit at the city cemetery on her mobile phone. Local councillor Dan Jeffrey said, This disgusting individual needs to answer for himself. Now, I mean... He needs to wash his hands. I kind of... Um, <laughs> I kind of, I, I kind of feel sorry for the guy because we've all been caught short. I've never, I've never had to go in a bush, but I've, I've often thought on it. I wonder whether it was one of those scenarios where he thought, "I found a bush, I'll just go here," and he didn't realise there was a back view. Yeah, because I know uh, people who've been caught out about that. I've, I mean, obviously, you don't want to see that when you are, um, you're, you're paying respects to those that have passed. But I mean, uh, really, I give the guy, don't take a photo of the poor guy. Give him a break. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton. Also in Dunstable itself, the High Street South is very slow looking at the speed sensors between Half Moon Lane and Dunstable Road. And it's busy on the A1M southbound through Junction 7 for Stevenage. It's also slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And on the North Orbiter Road at the M21... M25 Junction 21A roundabout in Bricketwood. It's looking very busy there too. There's no reported problems on the train departure boards at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sally, thank you very much. So, I mean, we've not really given you a lot to um, to um, to dissect and discuss, but I suppose that the question of the day is Rod Stewart, really? I mean... We can lump Tom Jones into that um, hoary old pile as well of wrinkly flesh. They're both, um, and I'm a big fan of the, um, I'm a big fan of the elder pop star. I love McCartney, I love the Monkees, you know, but I never understood Rod Stewart. 03459 four double five five double five. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, community building in Milton Keynes set to close after parking row. Teenager charged with murder of Merseyside police officer and Luton-born Nadia wins Great British Bake Off. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. Make a difference, a social enterprise which runs the buzzy at the old bus station has previously been praised by David Cameron, from Jessica Cooper. Make a difference says there's been no consultation, no offer of alternative premises and no explanation of what the former bus station will be used for. It's run the buzzy for five years with much of its funding coming from money generated from its 250 space car park. Milton Keynes Development Partnership, owned by the council, says it periodically reviews leases on all of its properties 
and it'll be discussing with Make a Difference its future needs. A teenager has been charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside. The officer died while taking part in a police operation to stop a vehicle on Monday. Clayton Williams, who's 18, is charged with murder, burglary and the unauthorised taking of a vehicle. A 30-year-old man, Philip Stewart, is charged with taking a motor vehicle and burglary. Both will appear in court later. An inquest is due to open this morning into the death of a man at Bedford Prison. 42-year-old Anthony Cofftree from Bedford was found hanged at the prison last Wednesday. The inquest is due to open at Ampthill Coroner's Court. A Bedfordshire mum is campaigning for a pedestrian crossing to allow her deaf daughter to walk to school independently. At the moment, Catherine Code feels she has to help her 11-year-old daughter Eleanor cross a Pennine Way in Leighton Buzzard. More from Tony Fisher. Eleanor currently attends Gilbert Inglefield Academy and will go on to attend Van Dyke Upper, which is next door. Both schools require her to cross Appenine Way. Her mother Catherine has raised almost 500 signatures on a petition pleading for a crossing, not only for Eleanor, she says, but the hundreds of others who use the road. Central Bedfordshire Council say they'll be making improvements adjacent to the lower school, but that is not on the route to her school. Luton-born Nadia Hussain has won the BBC's Great British Bake Off. The 30-year-old who attended Chalney High School and Luton Sixth Form College and now lives in Leeds won last night's final. Judge Mary Berry says it was the right result. I'm really proud of Nadia. So not confident to start with. And over the weeks, she's grown and grown and learnt herself that she can do it. And when she came into the final today, she was nervous, but she had sort of look that I'm going to do it. And she did. Sheer perfection. In sport, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing 2-1 at home to Dagenham and the British Masters golf returns to Woburn today for the first time since 2002. The weather, a mix of cloud and sunny spells with a chance of a shower this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh, Simon, thank you. Because during that news, I've written what could, could possibly be my best joke ever. It's a good one. Now, quite often with my best jokes ever, the people around me don't get them, but that's an indication of their stupidity, not mine. What's the point of Rod Stewart? Also, it does go off into a side tangent. He, he has, when he books a hotel, he books the room next door as well, uh, and he sets up a train track. He's like into train track. I've never got train tracks. I never understood it. I never understood the fascination of it. And my boys are about to start getting into them, and it's just... Oh, really? Oh, three, four, five... It's a penis, isn't it? It's a penis. Isn't it? What? A train. Uh, I think if you confuse the two, you could be in trouble at commuter time. OK, thank you. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Here we Across go. Beds, get ready for the gag. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, you ready? You ready uh, for the joke? I am. Yeah. It's it's a good joke, right? You say. Uh, what you need to do is you need to ask me. No. All right. Okay. So, Catherine. Yeah. Who won the Great British Bake Off? Can't really tell you. No, 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 no. I thought we agreed we weren't going to say. No, you, you've just got to answer the question honestly. Okay. Who won the Great British Bake Off? Nadia. Well, could you find out for me? Oh. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. 
Okay, well, let's 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 make that even better. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the Royal Albert Hall, telling his famous Great British Bake Off 2015 joke, Mr. Ian Lee. <clears throat> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> I'd like to bring up my assistant for this joke. Would you please welcome Calf? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Catherine? Yes, Ian? Could you tell me, who won the Great British Bake Off? Nadia. Well, could you find out for me? Thank you, thank you. And then we, uh, we slowly walk from the stage and uh, everybody's life feels slightly better. You can use that one, guys. You can have that one. That's from me to you. Apparently, the cemetery where the gentleman... Now, this is apparently is true. And who texted in with this information? Um, um, oh, it, it's disappeared. Anyway, apparently it was on Butts Lane. <laughs> now, I don't know if that is true or not. If that was, if that was true... Uh, Butts, Butts Road, Tony's, uh, Tony Bennett, wow, has tweeted that in. Uh, if that's true, I would have thought the sun would have included that in... Uh, their graphic description. 03459 455 555. We'll be doing, I tell you what, for those uh, who missed it or didn't have a pen and paper to write it down or didn't have a chance to get a blank cassette into their, their hi fi system, we will we'll do that joke again just after half past seven, okay? Do we have to? Yes, yes, we do. We do because uh, our, our duty, Catherine, as you know, <laughs> is to entertain. Mm. Thanks very much indeed. Now, it's being claimed that hundreds of people will be affected by the closure of the Buzzy in Milton Keynes, just so the council can gain control of a car park. What's the Buzzy? We're going to find out. Make a Difference, the social enterprise which runs the former bus station, says they've been given no explanation of what the building will be used for, no offer of alternative premises and no consultation. Well, Denise Davis-Borum is their chief executive. Morning, Denise. Morning. So what is Buzzy? Um, well, it's a youth and community hub uh, in the centre of Milton Keynes, and it's Used to be the old bus station. And what goes on there? Because I don't I, this word hub. I don't know what it meant. What happens there? Uh, well, we run activities for children and young people. We run disability groups, and then we have lots of other groups in there. So um, we've got a church in there. Uh, we have uh, adult learning goes on in there. We've got a cafe. We've got a thrift shop, and then we also have commercial hiring. So. Uh, yesterday we had Mercedes-Benz in there having a meeting. Um, all the money that we generate from it goes into our activities for children and young people. OK, and so it's an old bus station and um, uh, you uh, you lease the building, do you? Yes. OK. Uh, and uh, the Milton Keynes Council have basically said, get out. Yes. Nice, nice guys. Uh, how long have you been there for? Uh, we've been there five years. OK, OK. Um, and when did you find out that, that Milton Keynes Council didn't want you there anymore? Uh, well... <laughs> formally last week okay and um you, you, had you heard rumors then that that was going to be the case we've we've been in what we thought were lease negotiations oh yeah. no yeah um uh, it must have come as quite a shock to, to everybody there an awful shock yeah yeah it's a bit and it's and it's really sad there are a lot of people who um especially young people who rely on the services that we've got there um and, and also for my staff, you know, that's somewhere that we renovated. The place was completely run down, didn't even have a roof on it when we took that building over. We've raised all the money to bring it back to life. Um, and, yeah, it's a real shame. Why do you think they don't want you there anymore? I don't, I don't, well, I know that they want the car park and they want the income from the car park. That's, now, that's, no, because I don't know this area particularly, that, that, that car park is kind of opposite 
where you are now. And, uh, yep. it's and do the old you, Say that again, sorry. It's the old bus yard where the buses used to come. Okay. And do you, you use that car park at the moment, do you, and get revenue from that? We do, yep. Okay. And how important is that revenue to, to, towards what you do? Well, it's vital. The building yeah. costs about £100,000 a year to run. Flippin' heck. Well, it's a, it's a listed building. Yeah. It wasn't. It was built as an old bus station, so the the heating in there and everything is it. It costs a lot of money to run. Yeah. How much does a car park make? Um, we've got two hundred and fifty spaces, and we sell them at six fifty a space every day. So it it generates a good a good amount of money. So you can I, I, you can understand why the council and all councils are facing cuts yep. are looking at that, going, oh, hang on a second, we should be getting a piece of that pie. Yep. Yes. Yep. I get that. Is, is there any um, is there any kind of compromise? I mean, how, how how flexible are they being? Are they are they talking to you? No, oh. no, they're they they're hiding behind their property company, their own property company that they've set up. This is the Milton Keynes Development Partnership, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Okay, they uh, we we tried to get them on the show this morning. Guess what? They ain't coming on. Oh, I know. <laughs> Uh, they gave us a statement which says they periodically review leases on all properties and assess the options and opportunities going forward in order to act in the best interests of MK as a whole. Uh, and uh, the council and uh, MKDP has confirmed it will discuss with you, make a difference. It's your future needs and the contribution it makes to the residents of MK. How many people do you reckon um, benefit from what you offer? Um, as far as young, well, young as young people are concerned, there are thousands because during the holiday, during the school holidays, yeah. we run. Uh, we're the only registered Ofsted childcare in the city centre, and we have about a thousand attendances to that a year. So, and that is a combination of working parents. Uh, we're right by Santander and Network Rail and the Home Retail Group, so we have a lot of those parents using it. And then we have referrals from social services. So it's a combination of of those types of children, and then. After that, we have um, about the same amount of young people using the services regularly of an evening and at the weekends. And then we've got all the user groups as well. We reckon there's about 20,000 people go through our building every year. Next week, we've got the um, cameras beer festival in there, and that's thousands of people who'd be using it. Um, a lot of beards. There'll be a lot yeah. of beards there <laughs> next week. Um, well, it, you know, I can totally understand why the council are doing it. They they want a few quid, it would seem. It's a shame they've not come on to say that, and it's a shame they're not talking to you. And also it's a shame that, um, uh, you know, places that help lots of people perhaps don't get the respect that they deserve. What are you going to do next, Denise? How, how do you pursue this? Um, well, at the minute, we're trying to see if we can find alternative premises to run some of the activities for the most vulnerable young people that we work with. Um, that's what we're looking at at the moment because that's our only option. It would have to be on a much smaller scale than what we're doing. And, you know, we thought we'd put the right proposal forward. We we were offering to pay commercial rent on the car park. Um, we also asked them whether we could purchase the building because we thought through social investment and maybe some community shares would be able to raise the income to do that. But they just well, we haven't had any response to that proposal whatsoever. Um, when have you got to get out? When does the lease expire? Uh, well, 13th of November on the car park, and then we have until January in the oh, building. F- so you've not got long at all then, have no. you? No. Um, 
Denise, I'm really sorry that they wouldn't come on, and I think it's really stinky that they wouldn't uh, put up someone, either the development partnership or the council from Milton Keynes, just to just to you know either it, it, well just to explain their position. Really, Ooh. I think that's I think that's cold. Even if they weren't going to change their minds, it would be great to hear a human voice say, "Well, you know, this is the reason we're doing it, and we're really sorry, but that it, it's business." So. Um, that's especially stinky. Well, Denise, keep in touch with us, won't you, and let us know how it goes. Yes, thank you. All right, if, 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 is there a website if people want to find out more about what you get up to? Yes, it's um, www.thebuzzy.com. And you, but you spell it... This is confused me, man, because you spell it weird. Oh, it's like, bus with a Z-Y. Now, yeah. what's, the, what's the Z-Y bit for? Because that was confusing me. Um, you don't, don't know, know, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, things are named... OK, well, so it's, it's, it's the buszy.com. All right, Denise. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is Guggen Garawal on BBC Three Counties Radio. (laughs) Oh, dear. There's a very funny... You you lot are in in a very funny mood. Uh, Ollie, the fishing correspondent. I hope the man who pooed in the cemetery had his dog on its lead. (laughs) It's all kind of linking up, guys. It's all cross-referencing each other. You're absolutely right. 03459 455 555. Any texts, Kathleen? Yeah, we have. Um, John likes... uh, Casey says, Loving the music. You never hear anyone play Kiss on the radio. Keep it up. More metal, please. Oh, yeah, okay. Fine, fine, fine. Um, also, Fifi says, all this talk of umbilical cords, I'm feeling a little bit sick. Yeah, I know. uh, yeah, Yeah, it's a weird... Um, okay, we can do that. Weird parts of the body. Because it's a part of the body. Who was the first person? This is, getting back to my point. Who was the first person to go, um, yeah, that, that flappy bit at the front of you, we're going to tighten a knot. And I wonder if they tried it with any other flappy bits and realised it didn't work. Do you know what I mean? There must, there, there must have been a first person who, um, tied well, up the umbilical cord. Or as some people call it, the umbilical. Yeah. But it dies back, doesn't it, naturally anyway. So maybe they just thought, oh, I'll just speed this along a little bit. I sp- would it die back? And yeah, it does. It kind of no, dries up no, and let, then let falls me, off. All right, Jeff, let me finish. Does it die back and heal up? What, flat? No, what? Does the um, umbilical... I'm going to call it that now just to irritate myself. If you left it, yeah. we need a doctor. It would just go brittle and break off. OK, but what about the hole? Well, would you, you still, have, still a have a hole? You still have a hole, yeah. Otherwise, people what? from time immemorial wouldn't have navels, and I've seen the paintings. Some people don't. I got a friend of mine who had an operation and she had her belly button removed. Not that wasn't the, what the operation was for. That was a consequence. Gosh. They removed her belly button. She's smooth down there. Imagine that's, that. That's like being Barbie. That is free. <laughs> or Ken. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very slow on the M1 southbound through the roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. Also on the A1M southbound, it's busy at Junction 7 for Stevenage and it's slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford and nearby the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, it's looking slow too. In Leighton Buzzard, on the A4146 westbound, there are queues between Billington Road at the Total roundabout and the Leadburn roundabout. And on the train departure boards, there's no reported problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. (laughs) 
Right, 7.16, it's Thursday the 8th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's being claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. An 18-year-old has been charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside and Luton-born Nadia Hussain may or may not have won BBC's Great British Baking Show. Do you like to keep your eye on the weather? Do you like to record the changing seasons where you live? Does the science of weather fascinate you? Looks as if we'll see low pressure started to move up from the south. There's something new coming to BBC Three Counties Radio and we want your help. You'll need to have a computer, smartphone or tablet and access to the internet. If you're interested in taking part, send your contact details to 3cr at bbc.co.uk. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is Guggen Garawal no, no, on I BBC Three that. Counties Radio. Scott's done the maths. That car park is worth about 150 grand a year. Yes, I wonder what on earth they could need it for. Um, and uh, it's really weird because I can see, I can totally see the council's reckoning. If that's the case, I wish they'd come on and talk to us. Yeah. heads. I don't know what that means. I couldn't think of a word. Um... Because the councils are facing cuts everywhere and they've got to, you know, to, to, to make revenue for the for all of the residents, you know. And if that car park is worth 150 grand a year, um, then flipping heck, that's that's a lot of do- that's a lot of dosh. Yeah. In these times of austerity, not to be sniffed at. Uh, just well, say that. Just say that. Yeah. You don't have to sound like you're gonna save everybody. Just tell us the truth. Okay. Uh oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Whose side are you on in that story? I suppose we can put that out there. Now, a Bedfordshire mum is campaigning for a pedestrian crossing to allow her deaf daughter to walk to school independently. At the moment, Catherine Code feels she has to help her 11-year-old daughter over Apennine Way and Leighton Buzzard each morning and evening. She's raised almost 500 signatures on the petitioning website change.org and she joins me now. Morning, Catherine. Good morning. Uh, tell us a bit about your daughter. Oh, well, Eleanor um, was born with severe high-frequency hearing loss. So she's um, had to learn to produce the sound she can't hear. And um, she suffers sort of everyday life. I mean, her school are very, very good. Um, but um, she acts like any other child, really. But so what can't she... So, sorry, yeah, I, I, I might ask some questions that make me sound really dumb. Mm. I just want to... So she's not completely deaf. What, what can't she hear? She can't hear um, things like your eye take for granted, like fire alarms, okay. telephones... Um, lifeguard whistles, anything like oh, that. And it sounds sort of hurts and she can't hear. So Gosh. she's had to learn to produce the sound she can't hear. But her hearing aids do help her with that to some extent. Yeah. But obviously, we don't know exactly what she can hear. Only she knows. No, of course. And she's she had that since birth, yeah. Yes, yeah. She was picked up at the um, hospital. Blimey, what, what, what age did you realise? So I'm, I'm having the parent chat now. What age did you realise? Because that's, that's kind of one of the parents' worst fears is, oh, I, I don't think my child can hear me properly. What age did you realise that her hearing wasn't quite right? Well, it was an immediate... Well, I, as a first-time mum, didn't really realise too much until she was um, a couple of months old. Yeah. But um, what they did is the Luton Dunstable brought in a screening programme and she was actually one of the first who picked up. Ah, yeah, we had that with our boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. you go and have little tests. Yeah, and they said, oh, we think there's a problem. And um, then we had to keep going back and they did more tests and more tests. And then they said, oh, yeah, there is a problem. And it was a hell of a shock to the system, really. Yeah, of course. Any family history at all. 
well, it's, we it's, had to learn to deal with it. Yeah, it's it's the you know when you, you it's the great worry when your your kids are born. Is there anything wrong with it? you know you count the toes and the fingers and then as you go on you kind of just keep your fingers crossed that everything else is going to fall yeah. into place. But but that but it, she's she's a bright happy young girl, is she? Oh, she is brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Now this lovely. this road that she has to cross, what's it like? I don't I don't know. It's a tr- describe it to me. It's um, just the normal sort of two lanes. It's very, very busy. It's got a Tesco Express attached to it. And there's a small roundabout that whizzes up to the school. So a lot of people use it to get through. There's a lot of drivers going to work. And obviously a lot of parents still drop their children off at school. So most of the day it is a busy road. And it's also a very... It's it's like a one long loop. So you can't see if there's anything coming from either way until it's almost on you, especially if they don't follow the speed limit. And there's no crossing there at all? <laughs> no, no. At one, end, at the, one of the ends, they've done like a traffic calming bit, where it's like a courtesy crossing, where yeah. if you see someone waiting, you can choose to stop. And um, outside um, the lower school, there is a lovely lollipop lady. But um, obviously there's no school where all the children cross yeah. to go to the park, because there's a big park on it that all the children go to and um, the shop, and obviously they all have to cross from this estate to get to the school. Those courtesy crossings are a nice idea. They don't really work. We've got loads here in Dunstable, and in the end they put in um, some zebra crossings on some of them, but there are still some courtesy crossings. But it's very random. I mean, there was a bus nearly knocked us down the other day when we were crossing, because it wouldn't stop. So it's it's still a little bit random. Um, So what kind of crossing are you after, and and what have the, the, the council said? Well, I'm after a, um, just a pedestrian, a zebra or a yeah. pelican, anything okay. really that yeah. will make people actually stop and look, oh, is there someone wanting to cross? Yeah. Um, the council, when I first wrote to them, wrote back to me and said, well, thank you very much, but as you appreciate, we get lots of people asking for things and you'd need some more support. So I thought, right, I'll go and get some then. <laughs> <laughs> get in there. Never, never tell a mum no, because she will come back much, much stronger. Um, you've got yeah. this petition. How many signatures have you got? Um, yesterday, I think I had about 464 when I checked. OK. So if people want to find it, because you, you want to get a few more than that, because that's a good number, but you can do better. Where, 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 it's on change.org. How do they find it? Um, I think they search either for my name or for Appenine Way. OK, all right. Um, I went, I've put it on a lot of the um, local Facebook sites around yeah. here for... Um, and it's the kind of thing when you put do things on the internet and campaigns. It, 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 some people get a bit snarky and 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 say, "Well, this is a stupid idea." It's the kind of thing where there, there can't have been anybody that said, "Oh, what on earth is she banging on about? What a ridiculous idea!" But you must have got a lot of support. I have. Yeah, I mean, I had the old silly, silly comment. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I had um, someone say, "Well, you're that desperate to get to the pub next to Tesco." Oh well, I mean, there's, there's always there's always a bonus advantage to. <laughs> To these things. I'm thinking that's coming back, we have the problem. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a statement from uh, uh, Central Bedfordshire Council. They've said, we will be making some improvements adjacent to the lower school in Appenine Way later this year in order to improve safety for pupils crossing the road there. Schools and parents, here we go, (laughs) that can also play a part in keeping children safe by encouraging walking to school rather than driving. Oh, blimey. (laughs) Um, If I was driving, it wouldn't be a problem. (laughs) What is this? Uh, Kath, have you heard this phrase? Listen to this. Go on. This is part of the statement. What a horrible phrase. Um, uh, parents can also uh, play a part in keeping children safe by encouraging walking to school rather than driving or introducing <laughs> initiatives such as park and stride. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. 
I know what that is. You, you get know what that is. You park, park up and walk. I mean, yeah. For for example, where my kids go, you park up at Tesco's. There's an agreement. They won't ticket you, and oh. you walk from there. Yeah. Park and stride. I mean, the whole point is you're trying to walk. You're trying. <laughs> Flipping heck. I want them to walk. Uh, what, what's your response to that, Catherine? Um, I just want them to send somebody out with a brain to go and have a look and say, oh, "Yes, it's busy. We need a crossing. Yeah. We'll do something about it." Because yeah. obviously, haven't. If they're writing that, telling us that, you know, we ought to walk more, well, that's the problem. Stay on the, stay on the line. Let's bring in... Uh, uh, listen, to we've got, we got an expert on the line here. We've got Gemma Twitchin. You're an expert, aren't you, Gemma? You're a senior audiology specialist from Action on Hearing Loss. Brilliant. Uh, this, uh, this, this severe high-frequency uh, hearing loss that Eleanor's got, Gemma, how common is that? Um, quite common. Um, probably more common than what you'd think. Um, there's actually 10 million people in the UK with some level of hearing loss. Um, there's lots of different things that can cause hearing loss. Um, sometimes it can affect the, the higher frequencies, um, but other times it can affect um, the, the other frequencies as well. Um, there's, there's lots of variations. Um, but generally, um, a lot of people have a, a higher frequency type of, of hearing loss. You must... Um, I, I'm guessing you must hear lots of stories uh, from, from parents who... Um... What? Okay, here we go. Uh, th- th- lots of parents, when they, when they find out their kids perhaps can't hear or can't hear particularly well, they, they want to protect them and look after them and maybe change the environment. How many of those kind of um, you know requests do you think are actually reasonable and practical? And how much do you think, and I'm not suggesting this to Catherine, how many of them do you think are parents being overprotective? Um, well, I, I think, you know, I, I'm not a parent myself, but um, I can certainly... See why why parents would uh, you know in some situations want want to change things, um, you know make things as easy as possible for their children. Um, I, I wouldn't like to to put a number on it to say how many we have that are kind of realistic or unrealistic. Um, that that wouldn't be fair for, for me to do. But in this case, yeah, certainly um, you know if you think about when you're crossing a road, you have to use your your eyes and your ears. Yeah. Um, you know, and it sounds in this case as well like it's a, a very stressful kind of busy road anyway. Um, and, and when you have a hearing loss, um, you're going to have the, the reduced volume, um, you know, hearing that the car's coming from either side. Stop, also, look and listen. Stop. It's the third exactly. one in the Green Cross codes. It's the third <laughs> exactly. one. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, things like being able to, to hear the localization of the sound as well might be impaired so you know it's, it's going to be much more difficult to, to cross a road Catherine, this, had a hearing loss. Th- Catherine this statement from the, the, the council says they're going to the improvements adjacent to the lower school in Appenine Way is that is that going to help <laughs> no that's um it's a very long road yeah and that's right the way around the other side and to be honest they don't need to spend any money on that there's a lollipop lady and she's brilliant <laughs> they don't need to do anything else yeah. Well, a- Andrew Salou, the MP's on your side. He is, yes. And he's he, he's um he's one of the good guys. He's one of those ones. When he says he's going to uh, have a word, he has a word, and he gets off his backside and goes and does things. Unfortunately, we haven't got anyone. We've not got anyone from the council on, have we? To uh, sadly not. They no. sent us um, a couple uh. of statements that really um, could have been for anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> park and stride. Um, all right, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> well, I'm glad you can laugh. Uh, and I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm sure Eleanor is is uh, is it Eleanor or Eleanor? 
Eleanor. Eleanor. Okay. Well, I'm, she, she, you, you, I'm sure you're doing right by her, and she's lucky to have you on her side. Let us know how things go, won't you, Catherine? I will do. All thank right, brilliant. Thank, thank you very much indeed, and thank you as well to uh, Gemma Twitchin. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Hey, councils. Here's the thing. I know loads of councils don't like coming on to talk to me. They prefer to go on to other shows where they get perhaps an easier ride. You come across looking like idiots. Well, you come, you, you come, come across, across looking, looking cold. Like you, don't, like you don't care. Yeah. Come on and say, okay, we're going to look into it, or we can't look into it because we can't afford it, or we've looked into it and it's not practical. Come on and say also, those things. Also, here's a, here's a little tip, and I'm sure, you know, I don't need to tell you how to suck eggs, but apparently I do. If we're asking you about a crossing, don't just send us the standard crossing uh, response because that did not have anything to do... The whole point is the woman is trying to walk to school. Don't advise her to walk to school. Come on, Central Beds Council. You can do, you can do better than that. And I know people. I know that councillors and a lot of the councillors refuse to come on this show uh, unless I soften my attitude and soften the questions. I ain't going to do it because I'm asking questions on behalf of Eleanor and Catherine. Do you know what I mean? So it, I, it, they're quite... They, these people pay your wages. I sound like my mum or of a sudden. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is very busy southbound from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 11 for Dunstable and it's busy on the M25 to anti-clockwise from Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40 and it's also slow from Junction 24 for Potters Bar to 23 for the A1M. On the A1 southbound in Borehamwood, it's busy between the Holiday Inn and the Stirling Corner and looking at the speed sensors into Hitchin on the A602, it's looking very busy there and Offley Road is slow on the approach to the A505 as well into Hitchin. On the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment, Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. It's been claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. An 18-year-old has been charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside and Luton-born Nadia Hussain has won the BBC's Great British Bake Off. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing 2-1 at home to Dagenham. A late penalty from Ben Kennedy was only a consolation as Stevenage joined Luton and Wickham in exiting the tournament. Here's manager Teddy Sheringham. A bit of a habit, isn't it, this coming out and saying uh, not quite good enough. We are struggling a little bit as a team. You know, we played some nice stuff. We, we need to do better all over the pitch. It's as simple as that, you know, it's... Uh, it's tough going at the moment. The latest round of European Championship qualifiers start tonight. Northern Ireland will qualify if they can beat Greece in Belfast, with Watford's Craig Cathcart set to start in defence. Scotland hosts Poland, needing a win to stay in playoff contention, but Watford's Akechi Anya is ruled out with injury. The Republic of Ireland hosts Germany. The British Masters Golf returns to the European Tour today following a seven-year absence, and it's back at Woburn for the first time since 2002. More from Chris Latcham. Trevino by Asteros, Faldo, Woosnam and Rose. The British Masters Honours Board reads like a who's who of golf, but this is a tournament that's been shelved since 2008. The economic downturn hit the European Tour hard, but eight years on, the British Masters is back on the calendar with a lucrative sponsor and a high-profile host. Ian Poulter returns to his beloved Woburn Golf Club as the face of the event, looking to win it for the first time. And with half a million pounds available to the winner at the business end of the race to Dubai, expect the cream of Europe to rise to the top. 
South Africa have reached the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals by thrashing USA 64-0 at the Olympic Stadium. Meanwhile, officials in Milton Keynes are hailing their three World Cup games as a phenomenal success. Experts have been analysing data from hotels, the Visitor Information Centre and the railway. Stephen Gordon-Wilson is the Chief Executive of, Def- of Destination MK. In terms of value, we're looking at an estimated £50-odd million pounds into the economy, which is just vast for, for what has effectively been three days of rugby. I think this is only the beginning and I think the next time England become a host country for a big tournament Milton Keynes will be very close to the top of the list BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next full bulletin is at 8 Across beds hearts and bugs This is Guggen Garawal on BBC Three Counties Radio She turned up the heat, now the pot is getting hot. And then those popcorn kernels start to pop, pop. song in the world ever mm-hmm. isn't it just isn't it just mm-hmm. how could um do you want oh, to hear the unplugged version of that yeah go on go on acapulco go on that's, the, that's that's them doing it in concert they're not quite so tight no it's been a long night It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Well, the fans don't like it. The fans don't like it. That fan did. I, um, yesterday I treated myself, okay? Oh. I was feeling a bit miserable because I've got this this kind of sore throat in this this column. It's quite a stressful week. I've got a show tonight in London, but mm. a really nice little theatre that I used to live around the corner from. So I'm, for some reason, I'm quite nervous about that. Um, and then um, I've got two shows in Birmingham. I'm going to have to make the show shorter in Birmingham because the ones at seven, ones at seven, then the second show is at nine fifteen. Good grief! Yeah, so I'm going to have to cut some bits out. Sorry, Birmingham. So, and I'm just, I've got this chesty thing, and I was worried I was going to lose my voice, so I've been going for a steam, okay? Mm. So I went for a steam. A steam. A steam yesterday. I went for a steam, and there's a swimming pool there, and I thought, oh, do you know what? I paid my dollar. I'm going to go and have a little swim. This isn't the one where you got naked in the corridor, is it? No, 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 okay, no. Oh, no. That was in Birmingham. You no, can no, never no. go back there, you know that. So I went for a... I, I can't... I literally There's a can't. picture of you behind the counter, and it's not your face. Yeah, no. Oh. 
So I went for, went for a little swim, and it's, it's it's a leisure pool. So every thirty minutes, they, here come the waves. You're joking. And it's normally full of kids, but the time of day I went, it was it was empty. But they've got the big spinny slide, right? And I used to it's a leisure pool. I used to go to. I remember when it opened. I was like 12, 13 when it opened, and I um, I hadn't been down that slide since I was fifteen, twenty-seven years ago, right? Hang on. So you're in an empty pool, and there's a slide there. Yeah, but the slide is normally closed. Wasn't clear. There's a few people there. The slide is normally closed, right? It's always closed. In fact, every time I take, take the boys there, it's always closed. It wasn't closed yesterday. Oh. I was feeling a bit miserable, and I thought, well, do you know what? I'm going to have some of that. <laughs> and I'm there, I'm there on my own, and I said to the lad, and I mean, everyone works there, literally wasn't born the last time I went there, you know. So is the, uh, the slide open? He went, you? I went, um, can I have a go on it? He went, you, of course you. So I climbed up. Did they get their phones out? <laughs> <laughs> I climbed up. It was higher than I remembered. It was really high. Halfway up, I'm thinking, oh, I made a terrible mistake here. <laughs> but you cannot, you cannot be seen to be walking down no. the slide. You've got to the, commit. Down the slide. Once you're up there, and I was thinking, oh, flipping it. Actually, I'm not sure I want to do this. And I got to the top, and there was a guy at the top. Who are they, mate? Oh, there was one already there bottling no, it. There was, there? No, there was a, a fella up there, a lifeguard. Gosh, he must have thought he was going to have a slow day. And, and, I, and I, I, I really, I nearly said to him, I've not been down this slide for 27 years. I was, I remember when this opened. I remember the little hut around the back. My friend hired it for a party and we all s- uh, smuggled Malibu and Coke in there. I mean, I didn't know. No. I just got on the slide and I went down. And uh, it was quite slow to start with. It was quite slow. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, this is a little bit boring. This is a, just a little bit boring. And then suddenly it kind of went... going weldy fast <laughs> i couldn't believe it and then you're in it like a tube but then there's a bit where the, there's no roof on the tube uh-huh. so there's every possibility if Got you flip sides. over the sides you're out i was well wow. let's just say they probably had to get a fishing rod or a little net to um clean the pool afterwards wow it's like that bloke in the cemetery it was um <laughs> how was the short situation because that's a tricky one the shorts were fine but boy oh boy i got a, a, a nose full of um Kids urine, because that's what swimming pools are made of. I went to a water park once. Big mistake wearing a bikini. (laughs) You've got to hold on to everything. (laughs) Oh, dear. There there is a great scene in the the Inbetweeners second movie. I think it's the second one where um, they're going down a water slide, but he's he's incontinent. Oh, no. It's chasing them down. I mean, it really is. (laughs) It really is. It's it's so childish. My friends wrote that, um, Ian and David. It's so childish, but it's just... um, it's just a joy. So I did, I did that. And do you know what? We, I, we kind of, we, I, I'm not quite sure how to phrase this. It's, I'm going to phrase it in an awkward question and you're going to tidy it up for me, Catherine. That's what you're good at. You're good at tidying up my mess. Um, um, when have you, as a grown-up, done something really childish just for a laugh? I, and I, do you know what? There's, there's something there. I don't quite know. Okay. Oh, do. What, what I haven't have you... done this for ages. Call me now. Yeah, I haven't done this for ages. We're not. Let's not get carried not away. Um, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. I had to go on a swing the other day. Oh. oh, it went really high. It was brilliant. I've forgotten that feeling in your stomach where it kind of you hit the top there and it's brilliant. I loved it. I'm gonna yeah. do more. Fan of the water slides, just you're a bit too cool oh. for school. No, boss, I've got a great story here. Do you know what? I've got a great story oh, for you. Oh, go on then, fella. Go on, it's, go on. It's a, it's a little bit niche, OK? But, but, <laughs> I'm but on my celebrities. wit's end. <laughs> Celebrities that you've met 
standing next to water slides. Oh, ladies okay. and gentlemen, here we go. Okay. We're okay. in. The okay. 7.39, let it be known the show actually started. Water slide right, okay. celebrities. Here we go. In the early 1990s, I went to Florida. This is already and, my favourite uh, story. I, I went to a water park with my family. Yep. I got to the very top and I bottled it. I bottled it. It was about 100 foot up, this slide was. Yeah. And it was just, oh, it was terrifying. But when I got to the very top, I kid you not, hand on heart, I met Chris Kamara. Chris Kamara, the football player, was at the very top, and he actually went for it. He did it. We had a nice little chat at the time. He was playing for Luton Town as well. I was asking him, Chris, are you going to be staying? He said, I don't know. <laughs> He's and seriously, him. Seriously, this, this happened for real. Um, it was a magical moment. Celebrities you've met while standing near or next to a water slide. Well, the phones have, have literally um, um, taken one phone call since you since you announced that. <laughs> so, so maybe. Uh, yeah, we can do that. I can I can I broaden it ever so slightly, Justin? Yeah, yeah, of course. You can. Celebrity, <laughs> celebrities you've met near water. Let's let's yes, do that. Yes. That 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 could work. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Did you go down the water slide in the end? No, I didn't because no. I, I looked down and I couldn't quite work out how it how it worked because the slide. It's physics. I know, but it actually went Gravity. kind of backwards, if you know yeah. what I mean. I thought, if I, if I go down there, I'm not actually going to stick to the slide. I couldn't there, work it out in my small mind. There was a bit in this one yesterday where I thought, I'm going up. Yeah. But you, water doesn't go up. How is that not possible? It's, it messes with your mind. It does mess with your mind. And honest, honestly, I mean, I came out, I didn't enjoy the ride, but afterwards I went back for another steam and I was sat giggling in the steam room like a, like a, <laughs> a 12-year-old schoolgirl. It, it did make me laugh, so I'm glad I did it. Okay, so we've got... Celebrities uh, you've seen near water, uh, and when have you done? I haven't done that for a long time. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Now, oh Rod Stewart. Yeah, Rod. Boring old creepy old was never good. Rod Stewart. You disgust me. Beg your pudding. You are. I'll tell you what you are. Yeah. You are dirty press. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so so what you do? What you do? You big people up. Okay. Yes. And then you knock them down. <laughs> dirty press. Um, I, I don't believe in Rod. I'm, um, oh, I can do a good joke here. Hang on a second. Um, what's, the, not the atheist, what's the other one? Agnostic. Yeah, I'm ad Oh, uh, well, no. you haven't ad No, Rod-stick. no, uh, I'm about the only one who hasn't. Um, I don't believe in Rod. I'm ag popstick. Thank wow. you. It doesn't work. No. Hey, here's a good it. joke. Hey, Justin. Yeah, come on. Listen to me and Catherine doing a joke. Yeah. Right? Hey, Catherine. Yes, Ian. Who won the Great British Bake Off? Nadia. Well, could you find out for me, please? Boom! Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. You... (laughs) Dearie, dearie me. You um, um, have taken Rod Stewart to the streets. Yes, I have. I'd like to butter, please. I'd like to butter, please. Focus! You've taken Rod Stewart to the streets. Um, he's, um, uh, his face looks like a gentleman's uh, anatomy that always looks aged. Unbelievable. What have the people had to say? Well, he's back with a new single. Um, you, you're unhappy about that. Um, he's also I'm in the not papers. unhappy about it. You are. You are. You, you, your words earlier on were, I was listening to the JBS programme yeah. yesterday and the Rod Stewart song ruined a very good consumer hour. He did, he did ruin it. I was just yeah. speaking to JBS about that, that phone call. It was, it, was, oh, it was so good. It was about 11.20 yesterday. I, was, I parked up in a petrol station and I stayed in my car to listen. The sign of good radio, staying in your car. What's going to make a listener stay in the car and listen to the show for five more minutes? 
<laughs> Are you being Valerie Geller? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was, it, honestly, it, go to the iPlayer, guys. 11.20 yesterday, is a woman who'd ordered a sofa and they delivered it kind of the wrong way round. And she says, but, but I told them specifically on the phone. And you listen to the phone. No, no, you didn't at all. <laughs> and she's going, I wish they made it more clear. And I thought Jonathan was very reserved because they made it very clear what she was going to get. <laughs> anyway, he then played that Rod Stewart song and it yeah, ruined the vibe yeah. for me. It killed the show for me. So you are furious about Rod Stewart's new single. I am, actually, yes. And, yes, and uh, he's in the papers today because uh, when he goes on tour, he has uh, two hotel rooms, one for himself and yep. one for his train set as well. That's correct, yeah. So we- we've taken Rod's new single... Uh, with a gasso blaster onto the streets oh, this morning to get some reaction. Uh, rock God or silly, you know what? <laughs> and uh, here's what happened. <laughs> Taking it to the streets with Jade Hog. Hashtag Rod. Rock God. Look how many years he's been in the uh, pop yeah. industry. If he said to you, come back to my hotel room and we can play on trains together, would you say yes or would you say no? Nah, scale electrics. Let's get the Somalian perspective. How are you today, sir? I'm fine, thank you. Lovely. Rod Stewart, is he a rock god or a silly so-and-so? I like his music, but he's not a god. If Rod Stewart said to you, come back to my hotel room and we can play on train sets together, would you go there? Nope. Can I ask why? Uh, because it's a little bit weird to be asked somebody to come in your room. Or to play on train sets? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. That's a great Somalian perspective. Thank you, sir. No worries. Let's get these Zimbabwe perspective. Madam, listen to this. On my ghetto blaster, Rod Stewart, he's back with a brand new single. Rod Stewart, is he a rock god or a silly so-and-so? Oh, a rock god. Yes. Yes. How are you, boss? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Rod Stewart's new single, loud and proud on my ghetto blaster. Rod Stewart, is he a rock god or a silly so-and-so? He's a rock god. Yeah? Absolute rock god. So what's your memories of Rod growing up? Me? In the 70s? Yeah, let's get deep. Grew up playing the guitar, yeah. singing myself, so uh, yeah. I didn't have the hair though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people say he's past it now. Is nah, it time for him to, to hang up the, the, the hairdryer? Nah, 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 nah. If he said to you, come on mate, back to my hotel room, let's go and play on some train sets together, would you say yes or would you say no? It depends what train he's got. Wherever he goes, he has two hotel rooms, one for yeah. himself and one for his train sets. Would you go and play with Rod Set? I probably would, actually, yeah. I've got to... Justin, Mm, I've got to play the beginning of that again because the woman gets your name wrong, doesn't she? No, I don't think so. Well, just just listen again. Hang on. Taking it to the streets with Jade Hog. Hashtag Rod. She says Jade Hog. Jade Dog to me, mate. No, it's... Catherine, listen to this. again. She says Jade Hog. Hang on, here we go. Listen, 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 listen. Taking it to the streets with Jade Hog. Yeah. Hashtag Rod. Rod God. <laughs> Jade Hog. Jade, you're, you, you were Adrian for a while. You're now yep. Jade Hog to me, my friend. That means um, a lot. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something for the last hour, Justin. Speak to you yep, Cheers, no mate. Excellent stuff as always. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 13 for Bedford and Milton Keynes South. And it's also looking a little slow on the A1M southbound between Junction 7 for Stevenage and 6 Wellington City. There was a car fire there earlier on, so it's still looking quite slow. And looking on the sensors nearby in Hitchin, it's looking quite busy on the A602 heading into the middle of town on the A505 and Offley Road looking slow as well. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And there are also delays in Watford on Beach and Grove around Escort Road and in Clophill on the A507 westbound there are queues between Shefford Road and the A6 at Bedford Road. And on the train departure towards there's no reported problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, I might be able to do that. 7.47, it's Thursday the 8th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's being claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. An 18-year-old has been charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside. And Luton-born Nadia Hussain may or may not have won the Great British Bake Off. No spoiler alerts here. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, thank you very much, Ian. That's very kind of you. Um, it's going to be a lovely, beautiful... <laughs> oh, wow! I can I just wipe the sarcasm off my arms. It's just dripped all over me. Wow! It's really nice not to reveal the uh, nice of you not to reveal the winner of the Bake Off. So um, it's a lovely, beautiful, crisp autumn day. Very different to how it was yesterday. It certainly is a very chilly start. We'll see lots of blue sky and sunshine around through this morning in particular. A bit more cloud bubbling up this afternoon, but um, most places are going to stay dry. We may just see one or two very isolated showers. I suppose it's worth a mention, but I don't think it's going to happen. Top temperatures up to 16 or 17 Celsius today. Lovely in the sunshine. Really lovely day actually, with just a light breeze. But the temperature is going to drop off very quickly again tonight the heat will radiate away and we'll see some mist and fog patches form too underneath those largely clear skies at first so uh, temperatures possibly in some of the more rural spots down to around three or four degrees certainly it's going to be a chilly night that mist and fog probably sticking around for much of tomorrow morning where we see it then it will clear to leave us with a nice dry sunny day again over the weekend it's still looking dry and settled but we start to get a bit more of a chilly easterly breeze so there will be quite a quite a large wind chill factor i think um, as we head into uh, into the weekend and into next week it's going to feel really quite cold at times but staying dry and settled that's the forecast she spoilt the weather by telling me what's going to happen every weekday morning good morning jonathan morning do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job have your say on today's big phone-in people who are gonna be in nuisance are gonna be in nuisance regardless of whether they're thing to do is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze the jvs show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, families of the former pupils of Penn School in Buckinghamshire are still waiting for answers months after it closed. Sheila Seeley is set to meet the Beaconsfield MP, Dominic Grieve, this month. The school near High Wycombe used to teach deaf and autistic kids until it went into administration just before the summer. We can speak to Sheila now. Morning, Sheila. Morning, Ian. How's things going in uh, your household? 
Um, well, very, very tough in terms of um, my nephew, who's an ex-pupil, mm. in terms of he was um, allocated by Bucks County Council a, a place at a college which doesn't work for him at all. Um, and he spent more time not going anywhere, including being at home. And, and even yesterday, um, came home in a taxi because he was sick. He's being physically sick. Oh, uh, so changing the behaviour. This is, he's only just 18. He, remind um, me, he's, he's, uh, he's been sent to one in High Wycombe, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, three days a week. That's but it. He, it's, it's a day at, at Flackle Heath yeah. and, um, and a day in the centre of High Wycombe, literally around the corner from where somebody was murdered, and yeah. they know that. Um, and so in terms of the how they function, this doesn't function, it wouldn't function for, for lots of people, it certainly doesn't function for, for Asperger's. Um, and the fallout is, is, is very serious now. We're in quite unknown territory with him. We have lodged formal appeals against Bucks County Council for the lapsing of his statement. He needs a school. His statement said he's entitled to two years of a school, which is a full-time, five days a week education. Um, and we still hear lots of, of stories of, of children running, running away from schools. Um, because the, I think the, the, the way in which the school was closed as well gave them no time to prepare. So our children are very much, they're, they're grieving, uh, and we can see that. And as much as we can try and help them, um, we're in an unknown territory. We're very worried for him, um, and we are seeing a GP in terms of adult mental health because yeah. he turned 18 now. Um, and uh, interesting to hear David Cameron this week um, at his conference talking about truancy and how parents must ensure their children go to school because it will affect their future. You want um, you want your nephew to go to school? I want him to go to a school. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, it's, and he wants to go to a yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're um, going to speak to Dominic Grieve. What, what, what are you hoping to say to him and what do you hope will come well, from that meeting? In terms of Dominic Grieve was actually was patron of Penn um, and but but we're we're talking to him the, and we have um, a committee in terms of the, uh, the the Penn School. It may be closed, but we want to know about what he's going to do in terms of the Charities Commission. Um, and we've made complaints to the Charities Commission uh, about what happened at Penn. I mean, th- this school was set fire to. We know that. Um, and in you terms mean of, meta- metaphorically, not literally, just to clarify. Not literally. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But... In, in terms of the the actions or the the inactions of of the uh, the people that were charged with looking after it, um, and and hence our children. But the, the site is still there. They they went to get the. Um, and Deloitte. I just have to say, I just have to say, Sheila. I'm sure you understand why I have to say this. I'm sure that if the um, uh, the trustees uh, ever decided to come and speak on the show, they would completely deny that, and they would say that they've done all they can in their charge, apart from speaking to the parents or speaking to us. They or would say, that, or, or apologising, any of those things. They would, they would say that they did everything they could to keep that school going. I, you, you understand? Well, what they, I have to they say. do say that they, they've made um, uh, in, intensive, strenuous efforts. There is no evidence of that whatsoever. But there's lots of evidence to the contrary. In okay, okay, but you know, you understand why I have to say that. I understand that. Thank but, but you very much. In terms of, of Kidsco, we want to, to we, you know, we want to, uh, to know from David Cameron in terms of Kidsco were were bailed out by the government to the tune of taxpayers' money to forty million pounds. Um, we needed a tiny, tiny fraction of that to save Penn School. And this isn't about Penn School now in terms of, you know, and what's, what's happened to our children. It's the future of children like ours. And statistically, there will be more special needs children. And the government needs a policy and a plan as to how they are going to educate them because they do not fit into mainstream school. For, no. But they can achieve, um, as, as demonstrated by the six formers that drove out of Penn this year, 
um, they can achieve with their specialist educational uh, teachers, um, but, but you deny them that education and then you condemn their future. Uh, we, we've been trying to chase the money because that, that's where it's going to get, um, you know, kind of interesting. Yes, we want to follow the money too in terms of who the site's going to be sold yeah. to, etc. Yeah. Uh, would the administrators say that there is nothing to say at the moment? Hmm. OK, well, we're all waiting to hear with yeah. breath about what happens next. We all are, we all are. Uh, uh, Sheila, but listen... It could be, it, you, the, the site could still uh, 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 be, be purchased. It could be the government likes free schools. And in terms of the, the children were able to... If they, those that wanted to go back were invited by Deloitte to, to go back for, for odd segments and pick up their belongings, their schoolwork, their school books, their photos, um, which uh, my nephew did do that. And as painful as it was, we went through the process like we didn't think it was a good thing because some parents, most parents, think it's too painful to do that. So yeah. I've collected belongings on behalf of others as well. Um, but the, um, the, the villagers used that, the, 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 the ground there, for, for playing football. Um, and we only need David Beckham to... It could be an amazing flagship school and, and community. All our kids loved, loved football. But, but you think that somebody like that could do with 23 acres. Mary Berry lives next door, for example. Um, it has every possibility of being an educational establishment, and not just for, for special needs children, but, but for a variety of educational learning. And it, it shows by the fact that our children have had to go to Nottingham and to the Isle of Wight and to Bournemouth and be split up from, from their siblings that schools like this do not exist and are not in this area. Because Sheila, we, we have to move on. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Let us know how it goes with Dominic. Um, Dominic Grieve, the Beaconsfield MP. That's Sheila Silly. 03459 455 555. Is Will waiting to talk to me? He is. Will, yes. you want to talk to me? Yes, I want to ask you a question. Go on then, Will. I will answer um, it. If you get three chicken's eggs, it's a little puzzle. If you get three chicken's eggs... I'm good at these, one yes. One in the left hand, yep. one in the right hand... Yep. Balance one in the middle, upright, touching. Why does the middle one spin round? What do you mean, touching? Well, upright, they've got to touch each other, hold them, supporting each other, you know, one in the middle. Say it, right, say it again, say it again. Right, three eggs, one in the left hand, yeah. one in the right hand, and then you've got to put one in the middle, hold them together, upright, touching. Why does the middle one spin round? It does. And um. that's what... That's what I couldn't understand. I saw it when I was on a table. Now, hang on. Is this a joke? Um, no, am, no, I, am I no, waiting for a punchline, like Nadia? No, th- no, this is serious. I mean, Eureka, it spins round. I just wanted to know why. Just how how that... are you... What do you mean you... It's, hang on a minute. I don't... Catherine, you, can you pay... I, I don't understand. Yeah. So you, you're making a little pyramid with eggs, right? You've got, you're holding two in your hands and you're yeah. balancing the other one in on the them in the middle, right? right. And, and because touching. of the shape, it's, it's going to tilt round, isn't it? Yeah, it well, why spins, don't you have it pointing downwards? It spins round. What do you mean spins why? around? What, like that, that um, girl's head in The Exorcist? It will spin yeah. round, so you'll end up pointy end downwards, won't you? Do you does it spin um, um, from, from up to down or left to right? It spins left to right. You see, that's not what, what? you're saying, Kat. Yeah, it spins around like, um, like a gyroscope. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I wondered why. I just what? wondered if somebody could tell me. Well, I don't, I don't know if it does, does it? I've never, I've never um, heard that. Well, try it and see if you can break is it? Eggs. Is it, um, uh, now... Are eggs like magnets? Do they well, have the same powers as magnets? Because it could be repelling and attracting simultaneously. Yeah, well, I don't know. So I'm just putting the question to you. It's because they've got a point of gravity in the middle. You know, the, it's no, the yolk what does it, isn't it? No, th- uh, listen, I'll make the yolks here. It's, uh, you, you think it's going to spin down. No, no, no. It's not, it's not a weeble wobbling. 
It, no, he's got. All right, I'll do it. Right. He's got an egg here, yeah. an egg there, and an egg. The egg is balanced on the top. In the middle. On between you, them. You, on the top. In the middle, you hold the two, one in the right hand on top of the, and one in the middle, yep. supported by the other, out, top one and bottom one, and you'll see the oh. middle one spin round. Oh, hang on a minute. So, oh, hang on a minute. So hang on, they're not side right. by no, side. No, 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 right. Okay, listen, can, Will, can you give us, can you wait five minutes? Yeah. Uh, okay, don't, don't sound too enthused. I've got business to do. Travel. The good calls always come on. We've only got 30, so we'll speak, we'll sort this out. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Haynes Church and on the A6, there are queues southbound between Old Main Road and the A507. And the A5 northbound in Hockliffe is very busy at the moment because of the temporary traffic lights that are there at Woburn Road. They're causing delays from the A505 through the roadworks. And on uh, in Leighton Buzzard westbound on the A4146, there are queues between the total roundabouts and the Leadburn roundabouts. It's also busy on the motorways. The M1 is slow southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. And the M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4, but there's no reported problems on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, does anyone A, know what Will is on about and B, know why... So, uh, I can't work out if the eggs are side by side or, or on top of each other, like a, a tower, I do, an egg tower. This is uh, unbelievable. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, community building in Milton Keynes set to close after parking row. Teenager charged with murder of Merseyside police officer and Luton-born Nadia wins Great British Bake Off. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. Make a difference, a social enterprise which runs the buzzy at the old bus station gets much of its funding from money generally generated from its 250-space car park. Milton Keynes Development Partnership, owned by the council, says it periodically reviews leases on all of its properties, but Denise Davis-Borham from Make a Difference says nobody from the council will discuss it with them. We thought we'd put the right proposal forward. We, we were offering to pay commercial rent on the car park. Um, we also asked them whether we could purchase the building because we thought through social investment and maybe some community shares would be able to raise the income to do that. But they're just, well, we haven't had any response to that proposal whatsoever. A teenager has been charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside. The officer died while taking part in a police operation to stop a vehicle on Monday. The 18-year-old and another man will appear in court later, as Keith Doyle reports. Police say Clayton Williams, who's 18 and from Wallasey, was charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips and attempting to wound his colleague. He's also charged with burglary and the aggravated theft of a motor vehicle. Another man, 30-year-old Philip Stewart from Oxton, is charged with the aggravated theft of a motor vehicle and burglary. Three men and a woman are still being questioned on suspicion of assisting an offender. An inquest is due to open this morning into the death of a man at Bedford Prison. 42-year-old Anthony Coftree was found hanged at the prison last Wednesday. The inquest is due to open at Amptill Coroner's Court. The equivalent of more than 6,500 bathtubs of foamed concrete has now been poured into the St Albans sinkhole. Harvardshire County Council says it's monitoring the concrete as it dries to ensure the level remains stable. More from Jane Killick. The council says the rain hasn't badly disrupted their attempt to fill up the hole in Fontmel Close with 48 lorry loads of concrete. 
Underground surveys of the surrounding road and path are continuing and the next step will be for utility companies to reconnect services ahead of resurfacing the road. It's not known when people can return to their homes, but the council says it's working to resolve the situation as soon as possible. Luton-born Nadia Hussain has won the BBC's Great British Bake Off. The 30-year-old who attended Chalney High School and Luton Sixth Form College and now lives in Leeds won last night's final with 14 million people expected to have tuned in. I am never ever going to put boundaries on myself ever again. I'm never going to say I can't do it. I'm never going to say maybe... I'm never going to say I don't think I can. I can, and I will. <laughs> In sport, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing 2-1 at home to Dagenham, and the British Masters golf returns to Woman today for the first time since 2002. The weather, a mix of cloud and sunny spells, the chance of a shower this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh, this is, you know, I mean, she just cooked like a cake. That was what she made, wasn't it? And she's bursting into tears. Uh, lovely lemon cake. Oh, Look very nice. Flipping heck. Yes, that's the reaction I get from my boys when I cook. But, I mean, really. I cried over a cake once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I tried to make this one. It was from Lakeland. It was a kit, so it should have been easy, right? Yeah. It was a carousel cake. So you make the bottom is a cake and the rest of it's all made out of chocolate. I was making this in August, so there were some tears there trying to get it to stand up and kept melting. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our phone in for the last hour of the show. Ever cried over food? And then, when I'd actually done it, I put the candles in and it melted the canopy, so it looked like a terrible fairground accident. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a busy show this morning. Right, Dealey, if there's anything you fancy from this, I don't know what you can get from any of this. I don't, I don't, it's, it's all bullshine today. Ever cried over food? I don't know why you would. There's, there's no use. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, uh, celebrities you've met near water. Oh, and this flipping thing with the eggs. I'd still right. Let's crack. All right, hang on. Let's crack on. Beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. By the way, by the way, um, we did have. Um, the, 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 and this, this, this is where this is why Delia is a genius. And when he starts his breakfast show Saturdays six till nine, everybody, everybody should be tuning in because Justin Dealey came up with it. Have you ever stood um, next to a celebrity by a water slide? We expanded it slightly. Uh, to, have you ever met a celebrity near water? Claire says, I met Michael Fish in the hotel swimming pool while on holiday in Spain in the 90s. It was brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. There you go. That was worth it. Um, OK, we're doing... Uh, we, uh, uh, Gary says, we could hear you laughing during the bake-off thingy. Yeah, because it was nonsense. <laughs> Flipping nonsense. It's not nonsense. I came out of the kitchen at one point making that flipping carousel cake. Oh, here we go. My daughter was there and she said, what's the matter, Mummy? I said, I can't make your cake. It's really hard. She said, go to the shop. What are you doing? What you need to do is you need to cry tears on it, then go to sleep for 100 years, and then when you wake up, it'll be a magic cake. <laughs> I think that's how it works from the books that I've read. So, Will, hang on a second, right? Yeah, I'm here. He is. Flipping heck. So is your attitude, sir. He's holding right. three eggs. Uh, OK, so... You got where, where, you've got three eggs, okay? Yes. One's in the left hand. Yes. One's in the right hand. Yes. You hold them up right. So there was one in the middle. So so you got one. So they're going down. So there's yeah. one in the top, one at the bottom, one in the middle. Correct. Like an egg stack. That's it. Okay. And the one in the middle, and they're all pointing upwards. Yes. Right and now, I've, in, now I've got it. Spins round. I've got no idea why that happened, sir. No, Eureka, it spins round. I just wondered why. Enough. Well, do you know what? You know we're all going to be trying that today, Will. 
<laughs> we're all. And we're, I've got loads of people who said I've just. Uh, Ian, uh, I've just done it and I've shattered the eggs on the floor. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I <could> guess that. <laughs> we're, we're all going to try. If we find a reason, Will, we'll let yeah. you know. Eggs are mysterious things, aren't they? Yeah. Okay then. Thank you, Will. Ta-ta. Bye bye. There we go. Another happy customer. I mean, who's so dissatisfied? <laughs> you can hear it. He really didn't want it. By the way, if I ask you to, to hang on and you don't want to, you can hang up. I know. Here's the thing that I miss now with technology. Right? You can't slam the phone down on anybody. You can angrily push the red button, but uh, it, it doesn't make a no- noise. So we'll make an app. Hang you, up. Oh, a hang up app where it makes the sound. It, hang on a second. I'm going to recreate. I'm going to recreate the sound. Hang on. That didn't sound angry. No, no, no. I've not done oh, it yet. Oh. There we go. That's the noise. That's all you want. Let's see if you want to go like that. There we go. Find this one. Oh dear. Kelsa Breeze. Kelsa Breeze. We may have to, um, well, the, the last few minutes of the show are going to be fun, guys, because JVS's studio is broken. My studio is broken last week. Don't worry, it's all been sorted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was t- all our fault, it turns uh, out. It was my fault. It wasn't. Until next time, uh, now JVS is broken. I wonder what, it's either him or Roberto that's broken it. That seems to be the way these things, the new studio breaks, then it's the presenter's fault. The yeah. ofs. Yeah. So it must be JVS or Roberto. Although Roberto was the last one in it, so he probably did it. Yeah, let's blame on him. Well, again, if you listen to the show yesterday, Tim was dissing Roberto, so maybe this is some kind of revenge attack. I don't know. He was being very. He did. A, he did a, a, a rather rude Roberto impression. Did he? Yeah, we're just mentioning your Roberto impression from yesterday's show. You do Roberto. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just wondering if Roberto sabotaged the studio as a revenge attack for your impression. He was like a Cockney Barra boy. It was like <laughs> Pete Beale. <laughs> it was like Pete Beale, of all people. Was that Will doing the backing vocals? A little bit flat and non-committal. Now, it seems Milton Keynes would rather have a car park than a community built... Oh, no. <laughs> Let it go. It seems Milton Keynes would rather have a car park than a community building, although this music would fit uh, appropriately under this story. That's the conclusion the Make a Difference social enterprise has come to after being given notice to leave the converted bus station known as the Bussy. The group helps, helps hundreds of uh, people in the area uh, and was praised by Prime Minister the Prime Minister as an example of his big society idea. The building is also home to the MK Geek Night, organised by Richard Wiggins. Morning, Richard. Morning, Ian. So what is the Geek Night? Um, it's a mainly a quarterly event, um, which we held in the Buzzy um, for around 200 people from a lot around Milton Keynes, but a lot also come from around the UK, uh, which is a, a meet-up and a sort of a mini-conference for the development sort of web industry, for sort of creatives and, and techs in the industry. And um, um, what kind of happens? You all talk about Linux and stuff. No, it's not that geeky. I mean, oh. we are called geeks. You know, it's it's all yeah, it's a lot of code. There's a lot of uh, design um, and creative talks. Uh, we have so we always sort of break it up with a few. We had to talk about um, about water on Mars at the last event as well. Oh. So, it's so it's all a bit interesting. We tried to sort of have diverse subjects as well, so not just the, the, techie stuff. No, no, no. Go, go on. Go, what else? Because because I, I, listen, I'm, I'm going to flag my geek fly, uh, flag high. I I am uh, I, I am a geek. I'm I'm one of you, brother. <laughs> What else are you talking about? Uh, yeah, we have a mixture. We have 
talks on photography. Um, we even had a, a coffee as well, so that can get quite geeky as well. So, well, hang um, on, you, you drink coffee or you have a talk on coffee? No, there was a sort of uh, a talk around sort of coffee, and uh, so you can can get quite technical these days with Beautiful. making coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of creative talks. So why do you use and, Why do you use this venue? Um, well, when we st- I, I co-run the event with my friend David, and when we set it up in 2012, um, the venue was the hardest thing we had to, to the biggest challenge we had. Um, there was just nothing around Milton Keynes, so this sort of space. Um, somebody I can't remember who put us onto the buzzy, and uh, it was just it's just perfect for the. For, it's actually made uh, Milton Keynes Geek Night. Without it, uh, I don't think it would have. Well, Either it wouldn't have happened, or it certainly wouldn't have had the success we have of uh, 200 people at every event. Um, it's just, it's a great venue, and it's, it's location, it's central, <laughs> and it's proximity to the train station as well, because we have a, a lot of well, speakers come from around the country, but also a lot of attendees from London. And How many people London, come and sit in the audience and watch these talks? Uh, it's about 200 at everyone. Hey, flippin' heck. I'm just looking at your list of uh, speakers. Uh, who's Mr Bingo? Oh, he's an upcoming speaker at our next well, the event. We're our last event, by the sound of it, in December. Um, um, it's probably not to I can go into too much information at this time of morning. He's uh, if you if you have a look online, he's he's quite creative. He's described um, it by on your website, and it's a cracking website, by the way, uh, mkgeeknight.co.uk. He's just, well, of course it's cracking. You're a load of geeks, of course. You, you, of course, you've got a good website. He's described as the Justin Bieber of drawing. Uh, <laughs> what, what does that mean? mean? It's a it's a random quote that somebody somebody once said to him. It's a, it's a, he's quite a, he's an interesting chap who uh, does interesting illustrations. But uh, are they rude? It's probably it, they are. It's probably not for, uh, for, <laughs> yeah. for Brady, I'm afraid. Um, and who's Mary Harmon? Wider audience, less BS. I like I like that summary. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, uh, well, as I said, these, these are these are talks yet to come up. So, right. uh, so Mary's actually based up in Nottingham, so she's coming down to to speak, uh, and we have a sort of. Anything from um, five-minute talks through to sort of uh, twenty, thirty-minute talks. When do you want me and Kath to come and do a talk? Oh, we'll do one. We'll do one. It depends how geeky you are. Oh, oh, oh. I can, I can be geeky. Well, the problem is we're uh, yeah. As, as you haven't got a venue. The issue we haven't got a venue really. No, so, flipping um, heck. We've we've got uh, a mental health. We do. We did a run last year. We ran a special mental health event as well. So yeah. Same sort of format. Trying to uh, discuss and talk about mental health subjects in the industry, but also wider, uh, which is this month. And then we've got our December event, uh, which we're lucky enough still to, to have that at the buzzy. And then, uh, obviously, sadly, we're going to be looking for another venue. Uh, well, listen, I, 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 Richard, I wish you the very best of luck. If, 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 the, the website looks cracking and well sidestepped uh, uh, our offer of coming to talk. I get it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. You, 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 you've got Mr Bingo coming. Uh, mkgeeknight.co.uk is the website. And I'm sure when you do find a new location, and I'm sure people will be uh, hammering on your door, uh, uh, let us know and uh, we'll give it a little plug. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five. There's a phone in. Ever ever offered your services and um, and had someone politely decline? It, He's uh, moving out to avoid us. <laughs> Fair play. It's a, it does actually look good. That yeah, I want to see this this uh, Mr. Bingo and his rude drawings. The Justin Bieber of drawings. What, what is it? Is it just like um, loads of crying cactuses? Is that a cacti? Is that what it is? Oh, I could do that. Is that an act? I, I mean, really. Fair play. He turned. We we offered. The, the, um, get this, Rosie. I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but um, I'm an award-winning uh, broadcaster with over 16 years' experience. Must be tired. She's drying her hair. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs>
I she's got. She's got to get those bunches ready. <laughs> oh, I, I was toying with the idea of wearing those, but um, maybe not. How uh, are you dry? <laughs> not, not, not really. How's the volume would, there? Would you, would you, you, would, you would you like us <laughs> to? Um, do you remember those volumizers you'd get that go on the end of a? Uh, would you like us to do the travel and then we can come back to you when no, you're dry? No, no, really, I don't. Because I've got to take my daughter to school. Oh, forget that, Lou. How old is she? Um, 17. Cut the cord! Oh, you've cut you, the cord! Is it Ribena Rosie? Come on, your granddad invented Ribena. You've got bunches. She's 17. Let her go out and discover something herself. <laughs> what a slacker. Unbelievable <laughs> attitude. She, she is broken, broken Britain. Britain. Oh, no. Rosie, what have you got for I'm us, my dear? I'm dead now. Yeah. Oh, um, we met Daniel Ratcliffe um, near water. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the same as Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. <laughs> Don't pwn the listeners. Uh, it's, it's up to the guests to pwn us. We know that now. Uh, you met Daniel Radcliffe near water. Yeah. Um, what, what, what was the water and what was the, what was the conversation? Okay, the water was in Central Park next to the... There's kind of rock formations oh, all yeah, over I've Central been there. Park. Yeah. Yeah. And there's these little water parks next to it where your kids can play. Uh, yeah. My kids, they were, it was in 2008, so they were quite young. And they were having um, a lot of fun there, and we were on the rocks having a sunbathe. I was reading a book. My husband heard this little voice say, "Can you tell me the best way to get down from these rocks?" Um, and I just heard that and ignored it. And then after he told the person, yeah. he said, "That's ha- that was Harry Potter." Oh. So I sat up, and it was, and I, oh my God, it is him. So he said, "Well, don't tell the girls because they'll go nuts." So of course I told the girls. Come on, what a- what a grumpy boots. Don't tell the girls that Harry Potter's over there. What a miserable so-and-so. And they chased him all the way around the park. Oh. <laughs> I can understand why he was reluctant to uh, pass that information. The it? Had to leave the you should have told him it was Rocchio Descendo. <laughs> Anyone get that reference, guys? I don't get the reference. I do. Yeah. Little joke. Little mum joke. Little bum yeah. joke. Mum. Oh, OK, right. Fine. Rosie, thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Hotcliffe, temporary traffic lights on the A5 northbound are causing delays approaching Woburn Road from the A505 in the roadworks. Also in Dunstable, it's busy on the High Street north in both directions at Houghton Road. And in Newport Pagnell on London Road, it's very slow from the A422 at the Tickford Roundabout towards the M1 Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. On the M1, it's slow southbound at Junction 12 for Flittick. And it's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 24 for Potters Bar to 23 for the A1M. And it's slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 15 for the M4 as well. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. By the way, if you're following me on Twitter, you can also... We're, we're, we're trying kind of an experiment. I don't really know... We're, we're periscoping the whole show, right? So since about 5.30, you've been able to watch us via my telephone and your computer or your telephone. Uh, if you follow... I don't really understand Periscope. I don't quite know what the point of it is. But if you follow at Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E on Twitter, or you find my page on Periscope, I don't know how you do that, then you can kind of watch the, um, the last 30 minutes of the show or thereabouts. We have to stop early because JVS's studio don't work. So he's got to come in here, and rightfully so. He got look at all the detritus that's, um, that's all around us. I think it's switched off. What's, Periscope. Well, that's what people are saying, but um, it's um, the people are watching. Is it still? Oh, I'll do. I'll, I'll, all right, hang on a minute. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hang on. Bear with me. Hang on.
There we go. We're, we're back on, but you can't see me. You can see the other studio in the window. I'll work that out in a second. I should probably be focusing uh, on the... I should be probably focusing on the show, shouldn't I? Yes, that's why not. Right, eight, uh, blimey, 8... 8.18. It's Thursday, the 8th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's being claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. A teenager will appear in court today, charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside, and 14 million people are thought to have watched Luton-born Nadia Hussain on the Great British Baking Show last night, but we don't know if she won or not. Every weekday from three. It's not just about what we bring you. Starting off on the M25, it's particularly heavy-moving anti-clockwise. It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only eat off my ironing board. Your stories. Every room in the house was just... I was climbing over mountains of rubbish. Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the, uh, the traffic wardens are so busy. So the culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. I think, I think Periscope may have start, stopped for quite a long time, uh, but now we've got 46 people watching us. Gosh. Uh, I don't understand what it's for or how it works. We'll do it on Saturday, on the, on the Saturday show, midday till 12, uh, to midday till 2. Uh, if someone, you know, let me know, maybe it only has a, maybe it has a time limit. You can only do it for a certain amount of time. Anyway, we're back on. If you follow me on, 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 on uh, the, the Twitter, you will be able to see it. Now, a Bedfordshire mum is campaigning for uh, a pedestrian crossing to allow her deaf daughter to walk to school independently. At the moment, Catherine Code feels she has to help her 11-year-old daughter over Apennine Way in Leighton Buzzard each morning and evening. She's raised almost 500 signatures on the petitioning website, change.org. Uh, she's also spoken to her local MP, Andrew Salou, joins me now. Morning, Andrew. Good morning. Um, I don't know this road, um, but as, as Catherine described it, it does sound like a very busy road and potentially dangerous. Yes, it is. I had a look at it yesterday afternoon just to refresh my memory, and I describe it as a sort of main arterial road going through a very large housing estate, and um, it's sort of a horseshoe shaped and people do go quite fast down it and people also park their cars along the side of it. It's not every house can uh, have their car parked on, on a driveway, which also makes it more difficult to cross. And there isn't a single pedestrian crossing um, in it. Um, and are you sympathetic? Do you understand uh, Catherine's concern? Do you agree that maybe a crossing would be the way forward? Absolutely. And I have written to Central Bedfordshire Council uh, to ask them um, to put a crossing in there. Um, I know that uh, councillors in Leighton Buzzard, like Councillor Gordon Perham and others, um, are also getting the town council support um, to put that to Central Bedfordshire Council. I don't know where we are with the budget. I don't know if it's spent for this year. Um, If it has been allocated, I would hope it could go in fairly early on next year. But road safety is one of those incredibly important issues, isn't it? Um, It certainly looks to me like a very good case. I don't know what the other needs are within the whole of Central Bedfordshire, but from what I've seen, this looks like a very good case, and particularly when there's um, a young girl um, with hearing loss, I, I think that makes the case even And stronger. is that what it comes down to, Andrew, just whether there's enough cash in the bank account to pay for it? Well, um, you know, ultimately it will cost money, won't it? Uh, as I said, for me, road safety is just incredibly important. None of us wants any one of our family members to be injured or, or, or worse, crossing the road. 
Um, there is a lollipop lady opposite Bodizer Lur School in Apennine Way, which uh, Mrs. Code has acknowledged. But as I've said, Apennine Way is a very long road. You've got a lot of children crossing it, and not everyone, you know, is able to cross by Bodizer Lur School. So. Um, I will put the case, but, you know, there are many things which councils have to do, you know, all of which you could argue are important. They're looking after older people, they're looking after very vulnerable children, you know. So I think we just have to understand there are many demands that, that, that councils face, you know, which are also important. But having said that, um, I can see there's a good case for this. I really want to help Mrs Code and her daughter, and I will make the case to Central Bedfordshire Council. Well done for taking this on board, Andrew, and thanks for coming to talk to us about it. You're very welcome. Thank you very much indeed. It's uh, local MP, Andrew Salou, who... um, I keep saying this, credit where it's due. You know, he seems to be one of the good eggs. When people go to him um, and say, I've got a problem, if he believes in the problem, he's quite vocal about it. We spoke to a couple for whom it is an irritation. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't disguise it. (laughs) Well, are we referring to Mr Baker, MP, by any chance? Who really didn't want to discuss uh, any problem his constituents might have. Whereas Andrew, fair play, um, you know, he he, he gets a problem and he he makes those phone calls and he speaks to those people and he does what he does. And he, he always comes on and lets us know. How that's going. Thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, Ruth's on the line. Morning, Ruth. Morning. Morning, Ruth. What, you, you've not got the solution to the egg problem, have you? Uh, no, I haven't been listening to that bit. Oh, you've not listened to the egg bit. OK, right, no. go on then. What, what, what have you got for us? Um, that I met somebody famous on the, by the sea, or actually on the sea. Oh, this is, this is Justin Dealey's classic phone-in. Ever met a celebrity near water? Or on water, on counts as near, or in water? Wow. If you're, if you're, if you're um, guys, if you ever were underwater wearing a snorkel and mask and you looked up and you saw, I don't know, Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> or, or, or Bobby Davro coming towards you, that double points. Who and where, Ruth? Uh, Rod Stewart on the Queen Mary going from Southampton to New York. Oh, flipping it. We, we, we've just been dissing Rod Stewart all morning. I know. That's that's outrageous. What, what was now? What was he? Was he on holiday? What was he doing? He was cruising from. Uh, I bet he was because Penny was pregnant, so oh, she yeah. could fly. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, and uh, what did you did you speak to him? No. Yeah. Oh, he said hello. Said hello. That was it. And did he did he did he reply in, uh, hello or did he get out of here, man? No, he nodded. <laughs> he's got he the, nodded. He's one of those celebrities, right? If you met um, like Gordon K or <laughs> the Fonz, Gordon K from Hello Hello. Yeah, I know, oh. but where the heck did that come from? Well, if you meet, <laughs> I see, I can, I, I know exactly where it's it like came Keith from. Keith Barron. Well, if you met Keith Barron, Gordon K or the Fonz, on holiday Fonz, you run. You, you, they've got that. They are no. They well, Keith Barron. He's the hapless uh, holiday maker. Keith, <laughs> Keith Barron. Barron. They have got a, an aura about them, Ruth, that basically says, "Yeah, you can come and talk to me if you want." But Rod Stewart has got uh, Rod Stewart standoffish. It, yeah, and that um, the stroppy um, cook with the, the Ramsey with the pockmarked face. Ramsey and Stewart. They just say mm. that their, their 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 body language and their demeanour says, "Don't come and talk to us." Oh no, he wasn't like that. He was. Just having some nice holiday time with his wife. So nice bit of holiday. Time. All right, Ruth. Thank you very much indeed. Well, this is. Spent 99 pence on this song. It's what a awful, waste! Isn't what it? a waste of cash that was. I tell you why. Because I remember um, a Gordon. Weird the things you remember, isn't it? I remember Gordon Kay um, on This Is Your Life. Is he? Is he still alive, Renee? Yeah, because he was it, close there for close a while, that wasn't bit, it? That bit of wood. Um, it's a true story. Uh, I'm Gord- check he's still alive. Gordon Kay on a lower low. Um, someone came out uh, on uh, This Is Your Life someone came out and, and I don't know who it was and said I remember 
Gordon, I remember you were uh, at Paddington Station and you were getting, you were about to get on a train that was going to take you to Cornwall. It was a really important train and a fan came up to you and said, oh, Gordon, I love you and hello, hello. Could I please have your autograph? And you stopped and you signed that autograph and you took the, you had photos taken and you missed that train. And Gordon said, well, my fans have put me where I am today. They're more important than any train. So true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh, you idiot. No, get on the train. Get on the train. I can't. I'm late for a train. Go away. They don't understand that. Talk I, and walk. My, Talk my, and my, walk. My fans are more important than any train. Uh, a train journey could be. I mean... Really, you, you've got to, to question the sound. Is Gordon Kay still with us? Yes. Although that's fantastic. He's in his seventies. Is he really? Yeah. Do you remember they made a an hello hello? Um, they remade it. It was as rubbish as the original. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to understand Periscope a bit better. I've been putting up links to old Periscopes. Oh, you. Well, I've put up a link to the new pair, and so if you click on the old links, it takes you to where you've been. Mine's frozen. Well, no, click click on the. It should work. It's I've, frozen in a really nice picture. Yeah, well, I've, <laughs> I've just done a, a new look. I've just done a new print screen. There we go. Watch the show here. There we go. I've just tweeted it again. It's not really the show, though, is it? It's just you. Hey, well, what do you mean? I am the show. Mm. What does that even mean? We do bits and bobs. What do you do? Sometimes talk to people on the phones. Like what? Yeah, but no, you talk to people on the phones. That's not the show. Mm. Oh, my coffee's cold. I haven't got a coffee. Okay. See? You see? Oh, look, if you want to see what those slackers look like... Get your coffee. This is... Hang on a minute. That's what they look like. There we go. That's what goes... That's what I get to see. That's what I get to see. Lucky, uh, lucky man. It, it's an experiment. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know if there's anything in it really. Periscope, and I'm a bit late to it, but it's it's kind of an experiment. We'll see. Um, we'll, we'll do it on the Saturday show. We'll try it on the Saturday show. Maybe more suited to that. At midday, twelve o'clock until two o'clock. Down the rabbit hole with Catherine, and it, I promise you, it will not be. It will not be as bad as last week's show. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's really slow southbound now around Junction 12 for Flitwick. And it's also very busy on the A5 in Hotcliffe because the temporary traffic lights at Woburn Road on the A5 are uh, causing delays from Tebworth Road through the roadworks. And northwest London on the A40 Western Avenue, there are long delays between the M40 and Gypsy Corner at Acton. That's because of a minor accident earlier in North Holt. And on the M25, it's very slow anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Mobile Cross and 15 for the M4. But on the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A teenager will appear in court today charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside on Monday. It's being claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park and 14 million people are thought to have watched Luton-born Nadia Hussain win the BBC's Great British Bake Off last night. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The British Masters Golf returns to the European Tour today following a seven-year absence and it's back at Woburn for the first time since 2002. Over the next four years, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Luke Donald and Justin Rose will take turns in hosting the tournament at a course of their choice. Poulter says he's delighted to have the tournament return to his home club. Obviously, European Tour have done a great job to get this thing back, uh, back up and running, so... Um, a lot of people have put a lot of uh, hard work in to get this tournament back and you know we're very pleased that it's back on the calendar. Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing 2-1 at home to Dagenham. A late penalty from Ben Kennedy was only a consolation as Stevenage joined Luton and Wickham in exiting the tournament. Manager Teddy Sheringham was left to question the commitment of some players. You know, it's not, not meant to be at the moment and you know, we've, got to, we've got to dig ourselves out of it. It hurts, it hurts. I don't like losing. I'm not. I'm not sure it's uh, it's the same with everybody in that dressing room. So uh, I need to work that out. The latest round of European Championship qualifiers start tonight. Northern Ireland will qualify if they beat Greece in Belfast, with Watford's Craig Cathcart set to start in defence. Scotland hosts Poland, needing a win to stay in playoff contention, but Watford's Akechi Anya is ruled out with injury, and the Republic of Ireland hosts Germany. South Africa have reached the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals by thrashing the USA 64-0 at the Olympic Stadium. Meanwhile, officials in Milton Keynes are hailing their three World Cup games as a phenomenal success. Experts have been analysing data from hotels, the Visitor Information Centre and the railway. Stephen Gordon-Wilson is the Chief Executive of Destination MK. From a tourism point of view, I'm really keen to see how many people came for a game and then stayed to do something else in the city. And it's, it's actually quite interesting. I was at the train station this morning and there are South African fans still here and South Africa haven't even played in Milton Keynes. So people are coming here to watch rugby and are staying to take part in things going on. And in ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning beat Manchester 6-4 in the English Premier League last night. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at nine. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, so, thank you, Sam. <coughs> I just nipped out for a pee. And um, <laughs> just... <laughs> I've never seen Justin looking so dejected. He went, unbelievable, boss. I said, what's wrong, mate? He said... Oh, People, I've just been out on the streets. So many idiots there with their stories about crying over food. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see what's humorous about that. I don't, see I don't think we'd get anything on that. Well, guys, if you've got a... Sorry? Just, if you, can I just... There we go. No one noticed. If you've got a story about... This is what we're talking about, right? Um, stories about crying over food. 03459 455 555. Um, ever met a celebrity in... On or near water. Or under. Uh, under. Under gets you double bubble. Uh, and um, the, the, the egg thing. And lo- some people are saying they've tried the egg thing from Will. Yeah. Um, what's his play? Uh, uh, oh. Uh, Rob's saying that uh, the MP, Andrew Salou, uh, said in it. <laughs> down with the kids. He's down with the kids. He's speaking our language. And that's why I like the guy. Uh, where you have an egg uh, in one hand uh, and an egg underneath it that's supported by a third egg in your right hand so you're doing it kind of you know in a column fashion Mm -hmm. the egg in the middle will spin around is it the baby chicks trying to find their mama there's no baby chicken there. you don't know that for sure you just don't know that if you've ever um uh, uh, opened an egg and um there was a baby chicken there hey what you don't get nowadays because it's all political correctness gone mad and it's the polls coming over and it's those flipping refugees coming over here for their economic migrancy you don't get the spontaneous double yolk anymore 
In the 70s, there was nothing more exciting than mum going, hey, hey, come and have a look at this. It's a double yoker. There was nothing more. And you'd all gather around the pan and you'd go, flipping heck. Thank you, Dan. You'd all gather around the pan and go, oh, look at that. It's a double yoker. You'd think the face of God had appeared, wouldn't you? And then, and then you, you know what was more exciting than that? When she'd uh, crack another one and go, I don't believe it. It's two double yokers. It was like Christmas come early. You only ever got that, of course, when you went uh, on a caravan holiday in Cornwall and you went to uh, the, the local farm to buy your eggs. The happy chickens. The happy chickens. The classic. You do not. OK, so we, we, let's um, round this um, off nicely and balance it very well. Uh, we're asking, have you ever cried over food and have you ever uh, celebrated over food? Oh, that, phone, um, boy, what's his, what's his name? Danny. Danny. Yes. Boy. Phone, <laughs> that texter that ends 360. Ring them up. Phone them up. Okay. And get them on the show, because that's a story. Is it a rude story? No, 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 it's a great story. Okay. Get those guys on. I can't on. wait to hear it. I want those guys on. We should be phoning, we should be phoning the texters as a, as a matter of course, mm -hmm. by the way, guys. If you want to ring us up, um, you can do that directly. 03459 You know this lot. Um, um, that's, you know, the, 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 it's working for some people, not for some. That's fine. That's groovy. Uh, what, what have you got for us? What, in the papers? Well, I don't know why Let's you've come about, in here. Well, just um, for a laugh. <laughs> you've got nothing for half an hour. I thought it'd help you out. Hey, I got one. I got one. Listen to this, right? And we could talk about Brian Blessed some more. We'll talk about Blessed in a second. Because apparently she looked through her legs and said, "I remember you from Zed Cars." Now, for those of you who weren't listening to the first hour of the show, you'll have absolutely no idea what that vaguely libelous story is <laughs> uh, is about. And we're not going to tell you. Ghoul, ghoul guides. Oh. The ghosts. Hang on a second. We need to. Uh, let's let's. We need to this. Let's vamp it up. Let's let's vamp it up. Hang on a second. Or ramp it up. Both works. Uh, hang on a second. I want some spooky music. Here we go. Spooky music. Here it comes. Oh, erotic music, no, isn't it? Suzanne. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Suzanne. I'm sorry that we've bullied you to come on the air, but your text was was so powerful. I couldn't do that story justice. We're asking: <laughs> Have you ever met a celebrity in or near the water? <laughs> <laughs> yours, is, yours is brilliant. What happened, Suzanne? Um, we were on holiday visiting friends on Ibiza and we went to San Vicente Beach. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, we're sitting there sunning ourselves and when I turn around, there's Hugh Bonneville having a shower on the beach. Oh, oh ladies and gentlemen, Hugh Bonneville having a beachy shower. Uh, he's, <laughs> do, do, is, do girls find him dishy? Not girls. He is was it... really nice. Women. And women, women. Did you did you speak to him? No, I just turned around and looked at him, and his face sort of dropped as if to say, "Uh oh." I don't say it. Don't don't mention it. Don't mention Downton. Don't mention it. <laughs> and um, I just sort of like waved that stupid wave that you do, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he just uh, smiled, turned the shower off, and sauntered off down the beach. <laughs> What was he wearing? I imagine Bonneville's a speedo kind of guy. Mm, Bodgy smuggler. Uh, no, gay boy trousers. You know, like <laughs> wow. the little pants with the little legs. Now, I don't know. A, I don't think we can say gay boy trousers. But B, I don't Does know. Trunks, like... I don't know what gay boy trousers are. What would it describe them to me? You know, the little trunks that come up to your navel and do yeah. about four inches down your leg. All right, no. so like a sort of Sean Connery Bond do you, type, oh, old-fashioned man. Like, yeah. like, is that like when um, um, uh, go, 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 not Craig Charles, not um, Daniel Craig, Craig. Craig Douglas, Daniel Craig, 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 Craig Douglas, Charles. of course. Craig Douglas did uh, kung fu fighting. Uh, Dan, is that the, like the Daniel yeah. Craig shorts? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you could have called those Sean Connery. You yeah. could have called those gay boy tracks. Can we stop <laughs> using that? Yes, we will. Suzanne, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Apologies if anyone was offended by by uh, that that use of uh, it was descriptive use and there's no offence meant at all. But of course, apologies uh, if anybody was offended. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Hang on, I'm still trying to find the scary music. Hang on a second. If you've ever had a shower with a celebrity, by the way, because well, I've 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 seen um um what's his name? Simon Pegg's bare bum. Have you? I told you this story. Where I was in the, you used to use the same gym as him. And I, I kind of did a thing with him years ago before he became the Simon Pegg. Mm. And um, we were both getting changed at the same time and our lockers were next to each other. Not, I mean, our, the lockers we kept our clothes in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and... Um, uh, and he was getting, he was he was going to the gym every day, and he had a personal trainer because he was buffing up for the film that became Hot Fuzz, and he needs to be very buff. Yeah. And he's stripping off in front of me. Gosh. Uh, for those of you on Periscope, you'll enjoy this. He was stripping off, and um, so I was sat where you're sat, and he had and he he was naked, oh, and he no. put his he put his foot up like this. Oh gosh. I'll do it for the the guys on the internet. So you're you're sat where I was sat, and he put his foot oh, up like that. Gosh. And he's like trying to. He's just trying to dry something like that with his bed. I could see his dinner. <laughs> I could see what he was going to eat for his dinner before he'd even <laughs> eaten it. It was, um, it really was something quite uh, incredible. By the way, again, of course, apologies to anyone offended by the uh, the gay boy trousers uh, reference. Now, uh, this story. Ghoul guides. The ghosts of child labourers haunt County Hall. No, they don't. That's in central London, says TV psychic Ian Lawman. Uh, and that's the story. It's four lines of a bloke... Who makes his money out of saying this stuff, said this stuff. Basically, a bloke has said something that's probably not true. And it's made it into a newspaper. Well, which newspaper? It's The Thun. There you go. It's The Thun, Britain's biggest newspaper. Uh, 03459 four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to uh, to give us a call. Speaking of um, Craig Douglas, everybody was kung fu fighting. Ha! In fact, it was a little bit frightening. Only a little bit. Oh, I wouldn't be that bothered them. Um, here we go. Bond star Daniel Craig will add a... F- oh, this is a good line. Well, good line. I'm trying to fold this over so I don't see that girl's um, thingy. Bond star Daniel Craig will add a few more double O's to his bank balance. That's a good Sweet, line. Yeah. That's a good line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flipping heck! No. No. Guess how much he's getting for the new Bond film, Spectra? Mm, I imagine... He's getting a cool six million. <laughs> Try again. What more? Yeah, more. That's outrageous just for a bit of acting. Go on, more. Twelve? <laughs> Catherine, I'm gonna tell you. Are you ready? I'd do it for six. He's got so he's getting he's getting paid money mm-hmm. and he's got um, points on the film, which means he gets a little bit of percentage, right? Right. For Spectra, the new James Bond film, Daniel Craig, ladies and gentlemen, will be earning Thirty-nine million pounds. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. You're telling me thirty-nine million pounds. He need never act again. I mean, <laughs> don't be so silly, cat. He does it for the love. Well, the money helps. It's thirty-nine. His salary and profit share deal is worth more than the. Is <laughs> worth more than the earnings. Of all the former James Bond actors combined. Flipping heck. Roger Moore must be turning over in his um, uh, chalet in Sweden. Craig's predecessor, Pierce Brosnan, is the second highest paid Bond, bringing the 24.4 million from four films. 
That thirty-nine quid million is is just for this new film. Jeez, That's disgusting. George Lazenby for on uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. Twenty quid. Thirty-four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-nine. I didn't think he was that terrible. Everyone uh, says he was the worst Bond. I don't it, think he was. It, it was just a bad film. It was just a stinky mm. film. There's a great gag at the, at the start of the film where he's having a fight on the beach. I've never sat the whole way through the film. With George Lazenby, he's having a fight on the the the, the, the beach and the uh, beach. He's beating up some bad guys. Nearly gets killed, and he wins the fight. And he turns to the camera and said, "Well, that that never would have happened to the other guy." Then the, fil- then the film starts. There's a comic aside. They break the fourth wall. Outrageous. It's a really dull film. It's, 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 you well, you kind of know what's going to happen in all of them, don't you? Um, oh, hang on. Uh, you, you kind of do. You, you do know, don't you? It's, it's, uh, I'm going to marry you. I think this might be the end for James Bond as a single man. Oh, hang on a minute. Bullet it's, through it's, the head. It's the end for you. Um, and, and that's kind of that's all that's in the papers. Yeah, really. I mean, it really is. Well, no, there's Brian Blessed delivering babies in parks. You're that never happened. Well, it's just the added extras. I mean, could he spell out more that this was bullshine? Brian Blessed delivered a terrified woman's baby in a park, bit through the umbilical cord. Already, you're thinking, really, Brian? Really? Did you? And licked the child's face clean. Oh. <laughs> there's no need for that. Oh dear. In an extraordinary act of impromptu midwifery, he has revealed, stroke claimed, stroke lied. I licked a baby's face clean. Its name was Gordon. Gordon's alive. (laughs) I hope you call it Gordon after me. He said, because I'd been brought up with babies in a working class background and helping with babies, I rushed across to her and got her legs open. And because she knew me from Zedcar, she said, please, I'm having a baby. You know he did that voice as well. I said, breathe deeply and gradually got the baby out and delivered it. And the afterbirth came out and I got rid of the clots, pressed her belly to get rid of the clots. Ouch. I bit it loose. And tied it in a knot. Uh, no, you didn't. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um, here's, I've just told someone to f off on Twitter. Oh, don't right. do that very often. I've been, I've been umming and ahhing, umming and ahhing, and now I've just gone. Yeah, actually, you can, you can f off, you cheeky little so and so. Here's a weird story as well. This is the, the, the sun is obviously like us, scrabbling to fill. Mm. Okay, again, mm. another four story, four line story. Pecking order. A schoolboy and girl, both thirteen were suspended for kissing in the library in the Wirral, Merseyside. End of story. What, too loud? I mean, I mean, come on, guys! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In northwest London on the A40 Western Avenue from the M40 at the Denham Roundabout towards the Acton Gypsy Corner. It's looking very slow at the moment because of an accident at North Holt earlier. On the A5 northbound in Hotcliffe, there are queues approaching the temporary traffic lights at Woburn Road. They're back from Tebworth Road now through the roadworks. And on the motorways on the M1, it's slow southbound around Junction 12 for Flitwick. And the A1M is also very busy southbound through Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the A1, it's slow southbound from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout. And on the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment, but Thameslink are reporting possible delays because of a signal problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. (laughs) 
Right, where are we? 8.45, weather coming up soon. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's being claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. A teenager will appear in court today, charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside, and 14 million people are thought to have watched Luton-born Nadia Hussain appear on the BBC's Great British Baking Show, but we don't know if she won or not or nothing. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you for that. Very kind, Ian. That's very kind. Um, we've got a lovely, beautiful day today. Lots more autumn weather to come, but this time not of the wet and mild variety. This time it's cool and crisp and there's lots of sunshine around. Blue skies this morning has been a very chilly start. We've been down to four, three, uh, four and five degrees Celsius, really quite widely across the three counties overnight. But um, temperatures soon rising in all of that sunshine. A really lovely day actually in store with more cloud bubbling up here and there through the afternoon. So probably then more like sunny spells. But the winds are light and it's feeling pleasant in the sunshine. Top temperatures today up to 16 or 17 Celsius, maybe 63 in Fahrenheit. Just a small chance of one or two isolated showers, but hardly even worth a mention. Overnight tonight, then the temperatures are going to drop away really quite quickly as soon as the sun goes down. We'll see all the the heat radiating away, so we'll probably see some mist and fog patches into tomorrow morning. Something to bear in mind for tomorrow morning's rush hour. Overnight lows of around 3 or 4 degrees maybe in some of the rural spots, so a chilly night. Tomorrow again, dry and settled. There'll be lots of sunshine developing after the mist and fog has gone and it's looking similar over the weekend but we'll start to see a chilly easterly breeze develop and then strengthen so there will be the wind chill to factor in I'm afraid over the next few days or so probably quite chilly into next week that's the forecast Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Sorbetsworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is uh, a lot more influence with regard to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go west as well on its way. First, though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominate the pop cultures. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles that are going to dominate the pop cultures. The pop cultures? Well, I suppose they dominated um, the, uh, the hit parade. Um, dominated movies, they certainly had a good crack at it. Mm-hmm. Books, well, Lennon wrote a couple of books. Uh, uh, Spaniard in the Works is uh, one of his. Yeah, and they sold a lot of like plastic items. They sold a lot of plastic items. Items. Everyone's saying you're hot on Periscope. Well, I'm must, only hot on Periscope. In real life, I'm disgusting. Focus this. Carol's on the line. Good morning, Carol. Morning. This, this, there are two that have really taken off today that I didn't expect to. One, ever cried over food. Secondly, have you ever met a celebrity in on or near or even even under water. What have you got? Which one of those do you want to play? Oh, well, I once spent um, a week on holiday in Greece on a sunsail holiday, which is a sailing and water sports holiday. Oh, yeah. And Andrew Marr and his family were there. Andrew Marr? Yeah. The political um, um, big-eared, uh, jug-eared uh, whiz yes, kid. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah he wow. got on the coach and we all looked at each other and I looked at another family, another guy, and said, is that who I think it is? And they all went, yep. And he was absolutely lovely. We spoke to him quite a few times over the week. And he likes watercolour painting. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> and was, did you, did you um, uh, in, in, embark on a political debate with him? 
No, no, no. no. no but it was it, he was telling us he was just starting up a new show called Sunday AM. Oh. And it was the month, it was the August, it started in September and he was just having a holiday before we started the well, Sunday well, show. Well, good for him. Excellent story, Carol. Thank you very much. Did you see him in his trunks at any point? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's the that's thing. That's weird, isn't it? Well, please describe his trunks in a non-offensive term, if at all possible. They were just normal swim shorts, but he did spend mo- a lot of time doing the watercolours, wearing shorts and a nice short sleeve check shirt. Oh. What? He took his paints on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Have we saw him doing it? Yeah. What a square. What a square. <laughs> Carol, thank you for that. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Best programme in the world, Watercolour Challenge, of course. Yeah, of do you course. know they're bringing something back? They're bringing the Landscape Challenge. With... It's Watercolour Challenge, but with an added bit of sky sparkle, isn't it? Well, it's got it? Frank Skinner. Mm-hmm. It's got the lady's good. I can't remember her name. She's from Radio 4. Um, I know. The breathy woman. Yeah. Um, and I like her, and I can't think what her name is. Uh, but she's no, she's not the other woman that used to do Watercolour Challenge. No, she's not Hannah Gordon. Hannah Gordon. Hannah and what are you trying to achieve here? I used to love watercolour challenges. She was it? so softly spoken. Even when it was rubbish, she didn't tell them. They never had anybody though that was that was just like doing stick men, you know. <laughs> that was wow. I mean, blimey, that's uh, that's terrible. There's none of that, unfortunately. No, but it, well, sometimes it was terrible, and I did love it when it went wrong and they put a bit too much gouache on it. Uh, I do. I do like. Um, I used to watch a. There was a painting program when I was a kid that we used to watch. Mm. Someone will remember. Take this. heart. Um, there we go. Um, Carpet Martin says, I once shared a sauna with X Factor reject and Spanish Eurovision entrant Ruth Lorenzo. The oh. sweat counters underwater. Saunas are water. Yeah, Saunas yeah, yeah, are water. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Vaporised. Um, now, there used to be a program on in the 70s. And in the 70s, remember, we only had um, three channels that were only on for part of the day. Mm-hmm. So you would. Wa- I remember coming down and watching the static. We would watch the static for a long time until Sesame Street started. Then there was an arts program. An oil painting program, wasn't it? Yeah. And I remember the person that was painting with a knife. Mm. And it was like some weird kind of hippie. Yeah, I remember. You've just said that, and I remember it now. Anyone? Vaguely. Anyone? Justin will remember. He's, he's Justin's just a boy. Just a boy, Justin. You remember that? No, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't, boss. Never mind. Never that mind. painting inspired my granddad to take to his shed, and he used to turn out painting after oh, painting. I mean, all afternoon, yeah. he'd probably churn out a dozen paintings in an afternoon. All the genius. Utter genius. It was on the round about the same time as that pro- kids' program where um, it was two spiders, two fluorescent spider gloves. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's not finger, finger bobs. No, no, that was Yoffy. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're falling down the uh, old kids' TV show and we, yeah, we, we come not. back from that. Justin, last night. Now, uh, spoiler alert, guys. Spoiler uh, Bob Ross was the gentleman, was it? Thank you. Uh, spoiler alert, guys. If you don't want to know that uh, um, former local girl Nadia, we don't know where she lives now. Leeds. Uh, 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 okay, well, we're, that's rather It'll tenuous. soon be Monte Carlo. <laughs> if she's one, we don't know. It, 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 okay, so um, uh, former local girl Nadia, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know that she won Great British Bake Off, I suggest you switch off now. Uh, she made a very emotional... Did you hear this speech, Justin? I did, and I thought to myself, come on, what's going on here, love? Yeah. Come on. That's me... the voice of a man who's never built a difficult cake. Hang on a second. I've let, been there. You don't know, man. You let, don't know. Let me get, let me you get didn't the. See uh, I'm going to get the Great British Baking Television Show theme tune. Here we go. Here's the theme tune. Okay, and this is this is Nadia's winning speech from last night. I'm never go. ever going to put boundaries on myself ever again. I'm never going to say I can't do it. I'm never going to say maybe. I'm never going to say I don't think I can. Oh, I can, and I will. And she did. <laughs> Or did she? I got. Hang on a minute. I got better music. Let's let's try and find um, uh, appropriate music to play under that. You got that. some Coldplay? No, I've not got any Coldplay. I, I tell you what I have got. I've got a couple. Let's try. Let's try this. I'm gonna be. 
There we go. Nadia from uh, from last night winning uh, the great British Bake Off, ladies and gentlemen, with the appropriate music <laughs> once it starts playing. Oh. <laughs> I am never ever going to put boundaries on myself ever again. I'm, I'm never going to say, say I, can't I can't do it. it. I'm, I'm never going to say anything. I'm never going to say I don't think again. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, I got, let's, try, let's try one more. Let's try, let's try one more. This is, this is more fun than it should be. I don't know if it is for you, but I'm having a great time. Here we go. Shh, shh, shh. Nadia winning the Great British Bake Off. I am never ever going to put boundaries on myself ever again. I'm never going to say, I can't do it. I'm never going to say maybe. I'm never going to say I don't think again. Let me do one more, one more, one more. Indulge me, sorry. Hang on. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> Let's just see, let's just see. Here we go. Hang on, wait, wait. Please welcome this year's winner of the Great British Bake Off. It's Nadia. I am never ever going to put boundaries on myself ever again. I'm never going to say, I can't do it. I'm never going to say maybe. I'm never going to say, I don't think I can. Oh, that worked better than it should have done. You've now, and that came up with the idea that was a throwaway line, and the throwaway ones are often the best we've discovered here. Yeah. Um, have you ever cried over food? And you, yeah. you were, you were. Well, I saw you uh, broke a man in the office because you went. There are so many people out there with crying over food stories. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think it, would you? No, you, you really wouldn't. wouldn't think it. But, uh, I mean, incredibly, a lot of people have got emotionally attached to, to food at some point in their life. It could be uh, because they're crying over certain foods because onions, or it could just be because they've made a cake which has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> We've even found a lady on the streets this morning. She claims to be a woman. Um, I did dispute that. She claims to be a woman who doesn't like I'm cake. Glad, I'm glad oh. that continued. <laughs> yes. I wish you'd said that full sentence before. So, so oh, okay, yes. I've, I've taken this to the streets this morning. Have you ever cried over food uh, with incredible results? Here's what happened. Only when I eat spicy curry. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the hottest curry you've had, boss? The hottest curry is made by my wife at home. Is there quite a lot of toilet paper involved afterwards as well? Uh, I mean, yes. Madam Rivitas made you cry. Would you um, would you like to tell us more? Made me feel worse. Very, very bad. I felt very ill because I thought, no, I thought I don't feel right, right now. You had enough. I've had enough. I didn't want to be on the diet anymore. It got me down. Yeah. It made, I, me, feel, it made me feel really ill. I can understand how, how that would make you cry, actually, looking at Rivitas every single day. Yeah, that's right. It did. Terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't want to be on them. Ever cried over food? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. I ate out of date chocolate and I started crying. What, you're ill? No, I just didn't want to eat out of date chocolate. Eloise, you've cried over food. Would you like to uh, open up and tell us your story? <laughs> I, um, I made a birthday cake for my son and it was a three-tier one mm. and I forgot to put the spindle things into the lower base and the top and the middle sunk into the lower. Yeah, so, yeah, I was a bit disappointing. You stood there crying at your own work? Yes, I And did. not in a good way? No. <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you, madam. Okay. Man to man. All right, open up. Have you ever cried over food? Over food, uh, yes. What's the dish that makes you cry the most? Uh, pizza, P uh, pineapple. 
Oh, that Hawaiian, yeah. Come on, Princess, how are you today? All right, thank you. Lovely. Have you ever cried over food? What? What about you, madam? You're wearing a nice pink cap this morning. You must have cried over cake before. Ooh, no, it's too sweet. Give me the Disgusting. Come on, let's go for a cake now. No. <laughs> Cake's horrid. <laughs> wow. Thanks very much. Are you sure you're not a geezer? I'm positive. <laughs> I've got three kids. Thank you, Oh, Justin Dealey, I mean, we, I, we were scratching around for something for you to do for the last hour. Um, mm. But boy, oh boy, that was... Uh... That was manna from heaven. <laughs> special, wasn't it? You're, yeah, it was you're, you need to um, face death more often because you've, you seem to have come back with special powers. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're at the, the peak of your game at the moment, boss. Thanks, mate. That really means a lot. Uh, Saturday, what's happening? Six to nine, please. Uh, yes, uh, well, I've got a new feature, actually, and it came from my brain last night. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was sitting at home thinking... Oh, well, I was actually in a bath at the time. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, I think that's where you Don't get your best thoughts. <laughs> no, 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 Kath. Trust me, Kath, you want that image. Oh. Candles, so, champers? Uh, a few, few candles, yeah, a couple of candles, yeah. <laughs> Joe Malone candles in the uh, in the bathroom for the extra I, scent. Please stop this filth. What's going on on the show? Uh, so, OK, this weekend uh, we've got Gareth Gates coming on, we've got yep. Brian Paul coming on, and uh, we're going to have a new feature called the geezer's chair, OK? This is where we put geezers into a chair okay. for a king, yeah. and we ask the geezer, the well-known geezer, about what it's like being a fella in a modern and difficult society. Justin, it sounds awesome. Travel news I don't understand it, but it sounds awesome. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Hockcliffe, they're accused of approaching Woburn Road where there's some temporary traffic lights for roadworks and it's causing delays from Tebworth Road. On the M1, it's slow southbound around Junction 12 for Flittick and also southbound on the A1M. It's very busy at Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the M25, they're accused anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And also looking at the train departure boards, there are no delays, but Thameslink are reporting possible delays because of a signalling problem. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Sammy, you're so good. I realise I haven't left you much time you, you finish bang on time. Thank you very much indeed. Um, if you follow us on Periscope, you can watch us record the podcast links. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Justin, Catherine. Excellent stuff. Back tomorrow at six. Till then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Whose fault is it that some British Muslims appear to hate this country? We've learnt this morning that eight people a day were referred to the government's de-radicalisation scheme this summer. Between June and August, 796 potential extremist people were reported to the programme and 312 of those were under the age of 18. The government has defined a potential extremist as someone who appears to actively oppose democracy, the rule of law, individual respect and tolerance of other faiths. Well, yesterday, David Cameron told the Conservative Party conference he'll toughen up the inspections of Muslim schools as there's no place for passive acceptance of intolerance in this country. Well, I want to hear your thoughts on this this morning. Whose fault is it that some British Muslims appear to hate this country? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 03459 555. 
This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, teenager charged with murdering police officer, community building in Milton Keynes set to close and Masters Golf back at Woburn. BBC Three Counties Radio. A teenager will appear in court today charged with the murder of PC Dave Phillips in Merseyside on Monday. PC Phillips died while trying to stop a vehicle in Wallasey. Clayton Williams, who's 18, is also accused of burglary and taking a vehicle. A second man, 30-year-old Philip Stewart, is facing charges of burglary and taking a vehicle. It's being claimed a community building in Milton Keynes, which serves hundreds of people, is having to close so the council can gain control of a car park. Make a difference, a social enterprise which runs the buzzy at the old bus station gets much of its funding from money generated from its 250-space car park. Chief Executive Denise Davis-Borham says nobody from the council will discuss it with them. We thought we'd put the right proposal forward. We, we were offering to pay commercial rent on the car park um, we also asked them whether we could purchase the building because we thought through social investment and maybe some community shares would be able to raise the income to do that. But they just, well, we haven't had any response to that proposal whatsoever. An inquest is due to open this morning into the death of a man at Bedford Prison. 42-year-old Anthony Coftree was found hanged at the prison last Wednesday. The inquest is due to open at Amptill Coroner's Court. Latest figures show that at least eight people a day are being referred to the government programme designed to change the minds of those attracted by extremism. One in three of those reported to the Channel Scheme was under the age of 18. The equivalent of more than 6,500 bathtubs of foamed concrete has now been poured into the St Albans sinkhole. Hertfordshire County Council says it's monitoring the concrete as it dries to ensure the level remains stable. More from Jane Killick. The council says the rain hasn't badly disrupted their attempt to fill up the hole in Fontmel Close with 48 lorry loads of concrete. Underground surveys of the surrounding road and path are continuing and the next step will be for utility companies to reconnect services 